The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents... Mount St. Joseph University College Football. Collins going to throw the fade to Panky in the left corner of the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown. He got one foot down in the left corner of the end zone. Williamson takes it across the 25 to the 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Hand off to Williamson up the middle. Dives into the end zone. Is he there? Touchdown. Tomlin drops back. He's going to look straight up the middle. He's going to throw the fade up the right side. He's got Roberts again. Complete at the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Today's game is brought to you by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers and in part by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron sharpens iron. Call 383-9773. Mount St. Joseph University and Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Call 579-0010. Mount St. Joseph University football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the field for today's Lions game. From Schuler Field in Cincinnati, Ohio, on an absolutely beautiful day for college football. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin, and today we have got the Anderson Ravens coming to town at Schuler Field. They are 2-0 and on the season, taking on the homestanding Mount St. Joseph Lions. The Lions come in with a record of 1-0 and after a bye week, coming in off of their win two weeks ago here at Schuler Field over Geneva, 41 227. The Bears, or I should say the Ravens come in with this 2 and 0 record and Bear as we take a look at this Anderson team, boy, they have really turned things around from a year ago when they won two games the entire season. Yes, they have, Dave. I've had an opportunity to talk to a couple student coaches that were up here with you and I earlier and they uh, they like the culture that coach Rock is uh, putting out there right now and uh, you know, I counted they had about 70 players on their roster as opposed to what we got, but uh, you know, you got to give Coach Rock credit. 2-0, uh, win's a win. I know they beat CCU the other week, but uh, he's taking this program in the right direction. Absolutely. As you take a look at this team, the Lions, as we said, came into the game with a record of 1-0 and on the season. After that game, Bear, they had three players named Player of the Week in the Heartland Conference. And today, actually, is a battle of the last two Offensive Players of the Week. Anderson's Tyson Harley. Boy, what a freshman campaign this kid is having. He's only played two games, and already he's averaging over five touchdowns. He's got five touchdowns thrown, and he's averaging 73% completion ratio in those first two ball games. That's pretty incredible, Dave. He's a big boy. He's 6'3", I believe, 230. So, you know, he's going to chuck that ball down the field if he can. But, uh, you know, I'm not so sure he's seen the pressure that the Mountain defense can put on. So we'll find out. It'll be a true test for uh, for Harley and his uh, Ravens on the offensive side of the ball today. Well, and two weeks ago, it was Chayton Tomlin winning the Offensive Player of the Week. Tomlin, when he did that, he went 25 for 37 through the air for the Lions in the game for 385 yards. Four scores, and that included a rushing touchdown. Harley won it a week ago as they beat Cincinnati Christian University 27-23. to Harley threw for 334 yards and three TDs in that game, finishing 31 for 41 in the ballgame. Well, I'll tell you what, you got a senior quarterback for the Lions. You've got a freshman quarterback for Anderson. Boy, if you've got a battle of the quarterbacks today, Bear, this one ought to be very entertaining. This should be very fast-paced, should be very entertaining. 
you know, uh, both quarterbacks, as you said, are going to chuck the ball down the field quite a bit and, and throw it quite often. I, I really like this Tomlin kid for the Lions. You know, last uh, home game we were here, Dave, his accuracy just blew me away. He put the ball where only uh, our receivers could catch the ball. And, and you can't ask for anything more than uh, to have a quarterback who's leading you as a senior. You know, he hit all kinds of different receivers. I know he hit Miner for a touchdown. Murphy, I believe, had a touchdown. Murphy had a great game. You know, he's he's always using uh, Beecham. And uh, Panky comes in now, and they like to you know use him for mismatches on the offensive side of the ball. But you can't discount the job that Steve Rock coming over from Franklin to Anderson in just his second year as head coach at the Ravens. Boy, has he done a great job of turning this program around or what? Yes, he has. And I know he comes from that Franklin program. I had a nephew play there, so I know he's coming from a well-coached, disciplined culture and he's going to try and establish the same thing here at Anderson University and he's done that so far in his first two years and I'm sure he's going to continue to build on that. The one thing about it, here's some numbers that you need to understand about Anderson's, just how much this program has turned itself around under rock in just two years. The last time they had three wins in a season was 2010 when they went three and seven. This is the best start that they've had since 1996 when they jumped out to a 3-0 and start. Anderson, behind this freshman Harley, they're averaging 30.5 points per game in that 2-0 and start. Last year, they scored 30 points only once, and that was in a game against Earlham, and Earlham doesn't even have a football program anymore. Well, I don't know what to say there, Dave. I didn't get to see Anderson last year, but uh, as you alluded to, I think they're going to throw the ball a little bit more than they did last year and try and put some points on the board. I'm looking forward to a... Uh, true shootout here, you know, with both offenses. The defenses might get a little worn out on both sides today. Yeah, Rock is the 14th head coach in the history of Anderson. He took over the program on December 7th, 2017, and as you'll hear, Mount head coach Tyler Hopperton talk about in just a little bit on the pregame show, Rock has really started to bring in some quality individuals. And you hear a lot of coaches nowadays Dan, say that that's the key to building a program, bringing in quality individuals. Absolutely, Dave. You know, uh, you got to change the culture. If you want to win, you got to change the culture. And, you know, we had a conversation, Hop and I did during the week, and, you know, you can lose with anybody, but you want to go down with quality kids in your program, and that's what Rock has done over at Anderson in just two short years. Well, when we talked about the three players of the week that the Mount had two weeks ago, the other two were on defense. Sean Sullivan led the nation in total tackles two weeks ago. He had 19. He also registered two tackles for a loss and a forced fumble in the Lions' win. And kicker Spencer Dufresne was named the Heartland Conference Special Teams Player of the Week for his perfect performance against Geneva. He went two for two on field goal attempts, including a 44-yarder and five for five on extra points. Chayton Tomlin in that ball game. He spread the wealth, as we talked about afterwards, Dan. He went towards eight different receivers in the game, really spread things out in that contest. That's, yeah, that's he did an amazing job. And the, the offensive line, you got to give them credit for what they did. They, uh, they they gave him a lot of time back there. And you, you got you also get him in a rhythm, and I like that. Coach Caleb does that. He'll come out and throw a quick hitter, you know, that just appears like it's a toss sweep, basically, and he gets some yardage. Now he's confident and positive, and like you said, he'll spread the ball around to as many receivers as he can, and when he does that, they're going to be hard to beat. And Tomlin went 25 for 37 in the game for 385 yards, as we told you about that. One of the players that... He targeted four times Nick Murphy. 
the junior, 5'10", 160 pounds, out of Dawson County High School in Georgia, Dawsonville, Georgia. He had two touchdowns in the ball game, and we had an opportunity earlier this week to talk to the junior of the Lions. All right, as we head into this second game of the season, you were talking a little bit earlier about how it's a little weird to have a bye week. You haven't up for the last game of the season, have you? No, sir. This is the first time I've had a bye week during the uh, during the season. It's been a little weird for us, uh, not having playing and then getting off. and So we've been just kind of working on ourselves and getting ready to go for Anderson this week and roll over and get ready to go again. Anderson seems to be a little bit of a different program now after the last couple of years. What have you seen on film that differentiates them from the last couple of years? Um, they're not the same team they were, like you said. Um, they've definitely recruited better athletes, I'd say. Um, you know, used to be you could line up and just throw the ball over the top of their head, and you know now they got some guys in the secondary that can play. We think um, they got two guys in the corners that can. We think that are pretty good athletes, and so it's going to be a different test for us, but. Um, we're excited for it. It's a challenge. And then for it get us ready to go to Franklin next week as well. What's it like now being one of the top receivers on this ball club? Um, it's a little different um, for me. You know, you got guys like A.J. Glines and Grayson last year getting the ball. So, you know, it's kind of uh, having to step up and just fill the role like they had and, um, you know, just continue to offense the way it was, you know, to step up and make plays. With Tomlin's accuracy, does that make it any easier on you to get yourself open, knowing that you've only got maybe have to have to have to a half a step to a step opening there? Absolutely, he's a he's a phenomenal quarterback. He can fit it windows that you wouldn't think the ball's coming out of nowhere. It's there, so um, yeah, it makes it a lot easier as a receiver when you have a quarterback as talented as he is. When you go up to the line of scrimmage, what is the first thing that you're looking at, Nick? Um, when I, you know, most time for me, I'm in the slot, so I'm looking looking at backers and safeties and a lot of times if you watch the game Chayton's always communicating with me and who's where so um you know back of safeties where corner is and where where the windows are for us but uh, a lot of times it's communication with Chayton to see where the backers are and get in the window you bring up that communication do you guys have your own language now uh somewhat yeah it's uh we all as a group we have our own checks and then sometimes Chayton will kind of come up to you during a game and be like hey you know from now on this is this signal means this, and you know we'll kind of communicate with each other that way. But yeah, he's really good at stuff like that. We all know the team goals for this season. What have you set for yourself as far as individual goals this year? Um, just play my part. Um, you know, if the ball comes my way, the ball comes my way. If not, if my job is to get somebody else open or block for a running back, that's what it is. Um, but you know, as a, I want to win, and I want to be a part of a winning program, which we've helped establish here, and I just want to see that continue. So whatever my role is in that, I'll do it. You know, the one thing that was impressive about Tomlin in the first game was the fact that he spread the ball around to eight different receivers, you being one of them. So, you know, you're you're part of a party there, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, we got some really talented guys, um, some returning guys, um, and we got some guys that came in and stepped up in a big way. We got some young guys playing, and we got some guys that transferred in from other schools. And uh, we're a really deep receiving core, and we can spread the ball to a lot of guys, which helps us out. You know, it keeps us fresh. Um it's not the beating we used to have at receiving core. Now we have a lot of guys that can play, so it makes it a lot easier on us as starters as well. Nick, what are you studying? I'm a sports management major. You on part of graduate? Uh, yes, sir, I am. Congratulations. Good luck there today. Thank you. Nick Murphy, our guest here on the pregame show. Bear, one of the ironic things is is that Nick's father, who, of course, lives down in Dawsonville, Georgia, is in Cincinnati and will be for the next couple of weeks. He actually renovates hotels, and he's down in Covington right now helping renovate one of the hotels down there. But his mother is sitting at home, and I know she's listening, and Nick wanted me to tell her hello. That's awesome. Yeah, Nick had a great game. 
two weeks ago. And, you know, I look for another positive game out of him. And I like the young man. And hearing his interview there, he says, let the game come to me. You know, and that's great. And it's awesome that his dad's in town for a couple weeks. You know, when you're away from home and that far away, it's good to have family in town that you can hang out with. Absolutely. Well, last year, the Lions won over Anderson 45-6. to They dominated the action, scoring 28 unanswered points in the first quarter. Tomlin was 26 for 37 for four touchdowns. I'm going to give you a stat that almost sounds unbelievable, but it's true. There have been three starts that Chayton Tomlin has made against Anderson in the last three years. Three starts. He has thrown 18 touchdowns against Anderson in three games, one interception, and over 1,200 yards passing, including nine two years ago, which tied a D3 national record. That's amazing, Dave. Let's hope we have that same result today. But, you know, you got to give uh, Coach Rock some credit. I'm sure he's aware of that. I'm sure he's going to put pressure on Tomlin to get rid of the ball. And it'll all come down again to our uh, front uh, four or five up there. You know, sometimes they'll keep Miner in there to block. But uh, they can give him time to release the ball and make decisions. He makes great choices, and I think they'll have success on that side. Well, for the first time, the Lions football program is participating in lacing up for pediatric cancer today to support the Go for the Goal Foundation. Lace Up for Pediatric Cancer is a program that began in the fall of 2011 as a vehicle for the Go for the Goal Foundation to raise both money and awareness for pediatric cancer. The lives of children battling cancer by providing financial support. Since 2011, in raising funds and awareness for the number one disease killer of children, to date, they have brought in over 350,000 athletes who have laced up to show their commitment to fight against pediatric cancer. And today, what the Lions will be doing is they are going to have gold laces in their shoes. Their shoestrings will be gold, and you can buy those after the game. $5 for those, and $4 of which are going directly to support those battling pediatric cancer. If you want to help out, you can contact the football office at 513 513- 244-4209 and at halftime we'll be talking with Tyler Hopperton about just why they decided to go with this program. We're about 18 minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's second game of the season in week three of the college football campaign. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin and we'll be back with more right after this. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoWay laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. I'm back here at Schuler Field. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin. And the Lions are getting set to kick this one off against the Anderson Ravens in a game that is... Showcasing two unbeaten teams, Anderson 2-0, and and the Lions are 1-0. and There are some NFL games tomorrow. We're going to go over the NFL and Top 25 college football schedule coming up at halftime of today's game. But a game of interest locally, the 
Cincinnati Bengals will be in Buffalo taking on the Bills, so a lot of people, including you, Bear, are looking forward to that one. Oh, absolutely, Dave. My my parents are from Buffalo, New York, so I really like this one. I'm hoping the Bengals can come out on top. But the, the Bills are playing well, you know. They beat both New York teams, and that's not saying too much because neither one of them are very good. <laughs> but uh, San Fran's a very good football team. A lot of people, I don't think, they were going to come in and beat us that bad, to be honest with you. Well, let's take a look at the top 25 Division One college football scores, games that started at noon today. Florida, number nine in the country. They are beating Tennessee 10 to nothing. Wisconsin shutting out Michigan 21 to nothing. It was a mystery to me this week as to why Wisconsin was two spots behind in the top 25 to Michigan after Michigan showing against Army. Yeah, that's true. Army's a tough football team, but uh, Michigan's getting it done today. Also today, LSU, number four in the country, is beating Vandy 28 to 10. Alabama 28 nothing over Southern Methodist. And Cal is edging Mississippi right now 14 to 13. In the Heartland Conference a week ago, it was trying over Bluffton 35 to 20. Hanover defeated Adrian 49-28. Hope demolished Defiance last week 80 to 6. It was Albion over Franklin 48 to 26. And Alma beat Manchester 35 to 7 while Rose Holman shut out Rhodes 27 to nothing. There was one game on Thursday night in the Heartland Conference. That was at Defiance where the Bulldogs defeat or lost to Manchester 52 to 21. Now today in the Heartland, this is the last non-conference weekend in the Heartland. Next week the conference gets underway. The Lions, by the way, will be in Franklin next weekend. Hanover is at Maryville, Tennessee. That game kicked off about 20 minutes ago. And in a game that's going to kick off at the same time here, Franklin will be at Bluffton. There is one 2-0 and team in the conference right now, Bear. That is the Anderson Ravens. The Ravens bring in that record of 2-0, and Dave. We're going to see the test today, though. I have to believe our defense will be ready. You know, Coach Thompson will have them ready. They did a great job last week against the triple which is hard to stop. I know we gave up a lot of yards, but we kept them out of the red zone quite often, which you can do that. They're going to use time, and obviously that benefited them out. Well, ironically, there's only one other 1-0 and team in the conference, and that is the Mount St. Joseph Lions. So you've got the two unbeaten teams in the conference facing off each other this afternoon, and another ironic twist to this that we haven't even gotten to yet is the fact that even though these two are in the Heartland Conference, this is a non-conference game because Earlham's no longer playing football. Yeah, unfortunately, Earlham dropped their football program, so the, both Anderson and the uh, Mount St. Joseph Lions were looking for a game and decided to play again and make it non-conference. And they will be playing again later on this season uh, down the road. Matter of fact, it'll be the next to the last game in the Lions' schedule this year. Tyler Hopperton, he's getting ready for this one. The Lions are getting ready, and so are we, and so are the Anderson Ravens. And we'll be back to talk with Coach Hopperton and bring you more up-to-date on this afternoon's ballgame. We'll do that right after this timeout. Mount St. Joseph hits the road for the first time next week for a conference encounter at Franklin. The Grizz tied with the Lions in Hanover for the Heartland Conference Championship one year ago, their ninth consecutive title. This is Dave Mitchell. Join Blake Watson and I for all the action of Lions football next Saturday with Lions Rewind at 12.30, the pregame show at 1, and the kickoff from Franklin at 1.30. Defending conference champs battle next Saturday as the Lions travel to Franklin. And you can hear it all starting at 12.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 
Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Schuler Field. The Anderson Ravens 2-0 and on the season. They were 2-8 and a year ago, 2-6 and in the Heartland Conference. They are 2-0 and at home this year. This is their first road game of the season. Steve Rock in his second year as head coach of the Ravens. He's got four career wins against eight losses. They won their opening game over North Park. Two weeks ago, 34-21, to and last week, 27-23 over Cincinnati Christian. Anderson is off to their best start since 1996 when they jumped out to a 3-0 and beginning. The last time they had three wins in a season was in 2010 when they went 3-7. and Their best season in the last 23 years has been 2003 when they posted a 7-3 and record. And their last three-game winning streak came in 2008 when they finished 500 at 5 and 5. Now since 2010, the Ravens have won a total of 11 games including the two that they've won this year. Meanwhile, they've lost 71 and this resurgence can be heaped on the shoulders of freshman quarterback Tyson Harley. Harley threw for 334 yards and three touchdowns in the Ravens 27-23 win last weekend against Cincinnati Christian, garnering him the Heartland Offensive Player of the Week award. He was 31 for 41 on the day. And as we told you earlier in the pregame show, Anderson is averaging 30 and a half points per game in their 2-0 start. Last year they scored 30 points only once and that was against Earlham on October 13th, a 63 to nothing whitewashing of the Quakers. But if you take that 63 nothing game out of their schedule, in the other nine games they scored only 90 points, and that's easy for me even to figure up. That's 10 points per ball game, Bear, and they are playing some outstanding football right now. Absolutely. Coach uh, Rock's got them ready to play. You know, they're 2 and 0. They come off a 27-23 win, I believe at CCU. And I don't know if that game was at CCU or if that was at Anderson, but, uh, you know, they're back here in Cincinnati playing us today. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing this team and seeing how they perform under Coach Rock. And they're not just offense. They're defense also. They're giving up 22 points a game. They've given up only 44 points so far this season. That's a differential of 8.5 points per game to the positive side. And next week they are going to defiance. So tell you what, Bear, if Anderson can come in here and pull out a victory over the Lions, they've got a good opportunity to head out. 4 and 0 on this season. Absolutely, and that would be as you would say making history for them being the first 4 and 0 start in a long long time. Meanwhile, the Lions are 1 and 0. Last year they finished 8 and 2, 7 and 1 in the conference. They're 1 and 0 here at home. They were 4 and 1 here at home last season. Their only loss coming to Franklin. Tyler Hopperton in his third year as head coach of the Lions, 15 wins against 6 defeats, and we talked to coach Hop about this afternoon's ball game earlier today. Hop, before this afternoon's ball game, first of all, your impressions of game number one? I'll take a win. You know what I mean? That um, I mean, a bunch of people would, you know, send me emails and texts and congratulating us on the big win and all that kind of thing. It definitely felt tighter to me than other people maybe thought. 
Um, but a 41-27 win over a tough triple option team, you know, I'll take. I thought our guys fought hard. Um, you know, when Geneva had their first long drive and it took eight and a half minutes, kind of made our offense cold a little bit. I think our guys were getting a little bored. And that's kind of the whole point that they run that offense. So, um, but I thought we fought back well from that. Geneva, you know, brought it back within a score late in the game. And I thought our guys did good of answering and pulling out the win. You know, you said two weeks ago when we talked that the biggest thing that you were concerned about was the DBs becoming bored <laughs> and sucking themselves up to guard the run. And then that's when everything happened for Geneva. You know, ultimately, their two big plays were, um, you know, just a dive right right in the mm-hmm. egg gap for 80 yards or whatever it was. Um, and, you know, our, our DBs definitely struggled a little bit with some of it, but it's it's hard, you know, that there's not any true run or pass read for those guys. And um, But I thought they responded well. And, and when bad things did happen, I thought they did a good job of just lining up and going on to the next play. Now you've got a completely different team in Anderson. They're going to come out throwing the ball. Are you glad you had the week off to get ready for this one? Yeah, for sure. And our guys would kind of joke like, hey, we're playing a normal offense, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but it was good. Bye week was good. We kind of just went against each other and kind of got back to, um, you know, our base stuff and especially on defense, obviously. Um, but even, you know, a lot of the teams in our league played a little different defense than what Geneva played. So it was good for both our offense and defense to kind of get back to normal, if you will. And, um, you know, they're definitely excited, like you said, to kind of play what we're used to. This is strange. It's a conference opponent, but it's a non-conference game. And then we play him again towards the end of the year over there. So it's unusual to be playing an opponent twice in one season. Yeah, it definitely is unusual, but um, it's status quo for us. We're, you know, going to play our best game. We're not going to hide any cards or anything like that. We're going to do what we can to win. Um, you know, people would ask me, hey, are you going to show them this or show them that? And we're going to do whatever it takes to win. Um, and we'll do the same thing when we play them again. You know, that, um, you know, we're not really trying to overthink it. We're just trying to put out our best players and call our best plays. You know, it's the battle of two unbeatens now. And it's kind of strange to say that about Anderson. But Rock has really put his impression on this ball club, hasn't he? Yeah, Steve's a great guy. Um, it didn't take long for him to recruit good people. Um, and I think that's what happens when, you know, that's ultimately what we've tried to do here. You know, and, and be honest with ourselves and what we're wanting in, in recruits and in our culture. And when you recruit to that, it, you know, success can happen pretty quick. And I think Coach Rock and his staff have done a good job of being true to themselves in the recruiting process and have gotten uh, people to respond to their culture. And, you know, they're 2-0 for the first time in 23 years. Hop, how good is their quarterback, Harley? He's pretty good. I mean, as a freshman especially, you know, I've, I rarely compliment freshmen. You can ask ours. <laughs> but, uh, but he's, he's pretty good. I'll let you know on Saturday when I see it live, but he's definitely not necessarily a quarterback I'd like to see twice in a year. Um, but he, I mean, he's got, you know, two come from behind wins. Um, you know, he's throwing, I think, 50 to 69 and, um, you know, some of that's even on the move and getting hit and stuff like that. And he's got, Throws it to a variety of targets, and, I mean, he does a good job. On the other side of the coin, Tomlin really did a good job of spreading the ball around against Geneva two weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I thought he, I mean, a guy, the two guys that had our best games as receivers against Geneva didn't have a catch in the center scrimmage the week before. So, 
and that's a good thing, but it's just interesting, you know, that we were kind of talking to those two guys, and it wasn't because they didn't play good. Sometimes it just doesn't come your way, you know. But in the center scrimmage, we thought it was weird that two juniors with experience didn't really have a catch or a target even. And um, But we just kind of kept at it, and on Saturday, those were the two guys that combined for over a couple hundred yards and had a good game, and it was, you know, cool to see those Georgia boys show out a little bit. Head coach Tyler Hopperton before this afternoon's ball game. Bear, in your football coaching career, have you ever played the same team twice in one season? I don't know if I can even say we did. Well, yeah, we did. I remember being at St. X. We played Elder twice in the season. We met them in the playoffs. Well, that would be about the only other That'd way you would do way, it. Yes. I remember back in 73 when Ohio State <laughs> played UCLA early in the year and then went to the Rose Bowl and lost to the Bruins under Dick Vermeil. We'll be back with the starting lineups of this afternoon's ballgame and the kickoff after this. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Well, we've got a great crowd here this afternoon at Schuler Field where the Lions are getting set to take on the Anderson Ravens. A battle of unbeatens here this afternoon. Anderson 2-0 and on the year, and the Mount comes in at 1-0. Two weeks ago, Dan... The Lions faced a team in Geneva that ran the triple option. Everything was run, 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 run. Today, you've got a team in Anderson that they're going to throw the ball maybe upwards of 50 times in this afternoon's ballgame. Maybe that week off did benefit the Lions coming into this one. You're probably right, Dave. It probably helped the whole defense, the secondary, on their legs. Uh, you know, we got to get ready for them throwing the ball, like you said, 50 times. And we're going to probably throw it 50 times. But uh, this will be a great test for the secondary now, as uh, Hop alluded. The, the defense, the secondary, said they're going against a normal offense. But uh, they better be ready because this ball is going to be thrown all over the fle- field today. Well, it was nice to see Nate Stone come out of last week's ball, or two week ago, two weeks ago's ball game uh, after being on the shelf all last year with a a hurt ACL. He's back in the lineup today. Uh, he seems to be 100% after that ACL surgery. It'll be great to see him on the field and see how he performs. And you know, you you know, he'll come out a little tentative, but uh, I'm sure he's ready to go in his first game here back. Now, next week the Lions will be on the road. They'll be at Franklin. That game is going to kick off at 1:30. Might as well get one of the uh, three-way champs out of the way right away. That would be amazing if they go in 2-0. and and uh, You know, Franklin will be a good ball club, as you know. They uh, had a three-way tie last year with Franklin Hanover in the mount, and I'm sure the mount would love to win that outright, and they'll have to go through Franklin to make that happen. Well, the captains are out at midfield. You've got Julius Fisher, Sean Sullivan, Nate Stone, and Spencer Kandra are the four captains for the Lions that are out there at midfield in the coin toss to see who will get the football to begin this one and it looks like the Lions 
Well, let's check and see what is going on here. The coin toss has been made, and Anderson won the toss, and they are going Anderson to defer. Nope, they're going to receive. They did not defer. So in this day of deferring the opening well, coin toss, Anderson's going to go ahead and take it, and the Lions will be on defense to start this one. Well, you'd have to think Coach Rock's thinking we're going to get the ball and spread out this uh, defense and throw it down the field and try and get up 7 nothing. So, Of course, that defensive line for the Lions, Spencer Candred, David Guck, Nick Brokering, and Noah Hammond will be the starting front four. The linebackers this afternoon, Sean Sullivan, Julius Fisher, and Nate Stone. Gavin Edmondson getting the start along with Peyton Lugers. Dustin Laudermilk is going to get the start today in place of Peyton Williams at strong safety. No reason whatsoever other than the fact that Peyton Williams is student teaching and he had a schedule that didn't allow him to hit a lot of the practices this week. So they are going to go with Laudermilk who played well in his outing against Geneva two weeks ago. Well, you got to do that, you know. You got it's unfortunate that he didn't make practice, but you got to go with the guys that are going to be there so their communications can be narrowed down and you're ready to go. But uh, let's see what this defense is going to bring coming out of the gate here. And at the other cornerback position will be Troy Speakman. So he's going to be back at the cornerback spot also. For the Lions today, kicking it off is going to be Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy, excuse me, Murray is going to be kicking it off. He's number 93, back set to return to get this one underway. Alex Barnett and Dylan Hepler-Fink for Anderson. Lions kicking off from right to left across your computer screen, oh, and it'll fumble. be taken in by Barnett. He dropped it, picked it up, cuts it to the 5, to the 10, to the near side. He's going to be brought down at the 12-yard line by good coverage. Jonathan Finn coming up from his outside position to take down. The returner and Anderson will start first and ten from their own 12-yard line behind their freshman quarterback, Tyson Harley. Harley, 6'3", 230 pounds from New Palestine, Indiana. 51 for 70 on the year. One interception, five touchdowns, completing 73% of his passes this season. They have got Barnett coming out slot to the right-hand side. Williams out wide to the left. And Harley out of the shotgun is going to hand it off right up the middle to Wortham. I believe that's Wortham, or it could be Lipscomb. They start two guys, and that's going to be Lipscomb in the backfield. And he took it forward out to the 13-yard line for a gain of a yard, and it brings up second down and a long nine yards to go. Did exactly what we thought. They they ran the ball. <laughs> Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball in the center of the field. Handoff, fake handoff. Harley throws it over the middle on a slant end. Trying to get the ball up the field to pay P.J. Williams, and he threw it past him incomplete, and it brings up third down in a long nine. Good coverage there. Um, Williams wanted a little uh, early contact. He looked right at the uh, officials, and no flag was thrown. Coming out wide to the left-hand side as Anderson is going to go no huddle. Harley with Lipskin to his left. Ball on the near hash mark. Receivers out. Two receivers out wide to the near side. Two receivers out wide. Now Lipscomb goes out of the backfield and moves in motion to the left-hand side and lines up out wide left. Dropping back is Harley after the snap. Heavy rush. Steps up in the pocket. Throws he got hit, and it is going to be knocked away and incomplete. Tried to get the football up the field on a duck to Alex Barnett, and coming over from the weak side was Troy Speakman to knock the football away, and it will be fourth down, and the Lions' defense holds right away. Edmondson did a great job with a good hit on the receiver right there, but again up front, we're getting it done. 
The D-line put a lot of pressure on that young man. So it's fourth down, nine yards to go. Speakman drops back to about midfield to collect in this punt. The punter is Chase Fisher, averaging 38 yards a kick for Anderson. He's going to be kicking it away from almost his own goal line. Line of scrimmage, the 13. Fisher gets the snap. High, short kick that's going to hit it about the 40. Taken in by Speakman at the 45 in Anderson territory. Cuts to his left, now goes to the right. Flag down, and he's going to be stopped right at the 45-yard line. That's a 27-yard punt. No return by Speakman, and like you said, two flags are down. Uh, this is on the mount, Dave. It's, these are the kind of mistakes they can't be making. I know a weak layoff might play a role here, but you got your opponent pinned back on their own 13, and you know you're on their side of the 50. You can't have these mistakes. Two fouls on the play. Block in the back. Number 36 on the defense. That penalty is declined. We block in the back. Number one on the defense. That penalty is accepted. Well, so you've got two blocks in the back. One declined, one accepted, of course, and that will take it from the 45 in Anderson territory back to the 45 in Mount territory, and that's where the Lions will start first and 10 behind their senior quarterback, Chayton Tomlin, who is 25 for 37, 385 yards in the first game against Geneva, four touchdowns in the ball game. Receivers out wide on both sides, empty backfield, Tomlin, out of the shotgun, drops straight back, looks over the middle. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is complete to Nick Murphy at midfield for a five-yard gain. That's a good look right there by Chase. He just took what they gave him, a nice little five-yard toss, and Murph hauled it in. So that's a five-yard pickup for the Lions right out at midfield. Miner is tight end left. Murphy slot left. Beecham is out wide to the left-hand side. Chase Pankey out wide to the right ball in the center of the field. Michael Williamson is going to get the handoff right up the middle, and he's going to take it into Anderson territory down to the 46-yard line. Check that. That is not Michael Williamson. That is Trevor Tomey with the carry. So Tomey with the carry, I believe. Trying to see if that is Tomey. And that is Trevor Tomey who picked up that three-yard gain down to the 47-yard line of Anderson. And it will bring up third down, two yards to go. Play clocks are working here this afternoon. Glad to have you along today on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Third down, two for the Lions. They need to get inside the 45 of Anderson. Tommy to the right of Tomlin, who's audibleizing at the line of scrimmage. Miner in the slot to the left-hand side. Hand off to Tommy off the left-hand side. He's going to struggle forward. Going to get maybe to the 46, and he's going to be stopped immediately there by the defense of Anderson, Jason Filbrin, one of the defensive tackles, and Skipper Blair coming up from his linebacker position. No gain on the play. They'll mark him right at the 47, and it will be fourth down, and the Lions will have to punt also. Yeah, I don't think Coach Hop got the start he wanted here. You know, I, I don't know why he didn't hit the hole there. It was their, their shorter player here, Dave, on special teams. That's not good there. They're a little rusty coming off that bye week right now. Dylan Hepler-Fink is back set to return at his own five. Getting set to punt this ball away is Max Chomsky. Averaged 36 yards a kick in the first game. That's going to hit at the 13-yard line, take a sideways bounce, and it will be downed at the 15-yard line is where they will pounce it down. A 30-yard punt by Suchomsky. No return. And Anderson will start first and 10 at their own 15-yard line. 
It's not the start we wanted, Dave, but up front, I'm watching that O-line. They're doing a great job and getting a little bit of push, but uh, Anderson right away looked tired to me up front. I don't know why, but, um, you know, maybe the bus ride got to them, but we'll see what they do on the second uh, possession for them offensively. Harley was 0 for 2 passing in the first series. He has got his running back, Lipscomb, to the right of him. He drops straight back, looks out to the left. He's going to throw it up to the left-hand side, complete to his intended receiver at the 30-yard line. And it will be run out of bounds. James Tucker with the catch out to the 31-yard line, and that's the initial first down of the game taken by Anderson, and they've got it out to their own 31. You can see him go a little up-tempo here, see if they can't get his confidence going. Receivers out wide on both sides. Handoff, fake handoff. Harley throws it over the middle, and it's incomplete. Tried to get it on a slant into Alex Barnett right over the line of scrimmage, and they couldn't get it to him incomplete. That was Gavin Edmondson on the coverage, real good coverage. That's twice now he's been all over his man. Brings up second down, 10 yards to go, ball at the 31-yard line. Harley looks over to the sideline. He's got Lipscomb right behind him. Tennant is slot right. Ball in the far hash mark. Dropping back Harley. Heavy rush. He's going to be hit as he throws. It's up the field to Tennant and sends complete to overthrew it. Good coverage by Troy Speakman for the Lions. But a good rush by the Lions up front. He had him, Dave. I think he just let that one go a little bit too late. He had the corner in a bind. He had two receivers in his zone. So uh, Harley would like to have that one back. Elijah Crow, the tight end, comes out wide to the right-hand side. Tennant, slot right. Barnett goes out wide to the left-hand side. And Williams, a lot of movement up front. Flags are down, and now the officials are going to pull the play dead. Looked like some movement on the offensive line by Anderson on third and ten. Boy, just a gorgeous day-to-day bear for football. Oh, beautiful out there. You'd like to have that temperature down just a little bit because they're playing on this turf. But, you, you know, beats playing in the rain and all that crazy stuff. But, uh, That's coming up later. Yeah, yeah. We know. So, five-yard penalty. They're going to call it against the mount for offsides, and it will take it out to the 36, and instead of third and ten, it'll be third and five for Anderson. We always talk about third down conversions, Dave, being big. This is their second opportunity to see if the Lions can uh, get a good defensive stance here and make them punt the ball. Crow out to the right-hand side. Lipscomb to the right of Harley. Ball in the far hash mark. Harley pirouettes. He's going to throw a bubble screen to Tennant. Tennant's going to be hit at the 39-yard line. Struggle forward maybe the 40, but he's still going to be shy of the first down by about a yard and a half. Good defensive coverage by the Lions. Brings up fourth down and a yard, and Anderson will bring in the punting unit. Great coverage right there. The defense did their job. Let's see what they do here on special teams. Uh, the first punt wasn't very far by the Ravens, and I don't know if they'll come after it. The snap was a little bit slow getting back. Chase Fisher is the punter. Six-foot senior out of Cicero, Indiana. Dropping back is Troy Speakman, ever dangerous Speakman. Good snap. And getting the punt away is Fisher. High end over in kick. It'll be taken in by Speakman to the right now to the left of the 30, 20, 35. He's going to be tripped up and down at the 40-yard line. 12-yard return for Speakman out to the 40, and the Lions will start. We've got 10.55 remaining to go in this first quarter of play, and the Lions come out. Now Michael Williamson will be in the backfield for the Lions. Boy, Dave, I'm going to watch film on that return. I think it was Jonathan Finn, number 22, made a great block that gave him that opportunity to get some yardage there. Panky is out wide to the right-hand side for the Lions. 
Beecham, slot right. Murphy, again in the slot on the right-hand side. Paul Miner lines up tight end left. Tayton, Tomlin takes the snap, throws it over the middle, complete to Murphy at the 45, out to the 50-yard line. He's got 11 yards on the completion and a first down for the Lions. Great read by Tomlin. Just took what they gave him again. Murphy catches this one clean, and you saw the result. The yards after the catch was amazing by Murphy. We need to just keep taking what they give us today. Cole Earls into the ball game for Paul Miner at the tight end position, and he'll line up wing left. Murphy comes out wide to the left. Panky wide right in the slot as Beecham on the right side. Ball in the near hash mark. Hand off to Williamson around the left side. Cuts it inside the 50 down to the 48-yard line where he's going to be run out of bounds there. That's a good job by the Ravens' defense up front. They uh, kept the front five off the linebackers, and the linebackers pursued and were able to make that tackle for a short game. Bear, I can tell you right now, this Anderson team is more athletic than they've been in the last two years. It looks like they got some athletes out there. and You know, we keep letting them hang around. They're going to be confident as the game goes goes on, so hopefully the Lions can get something going here. Second down, eight yards to go. Williamson to the left. Ball on the near hash mark with Chayton Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides. Cooper Earls into the ball game, and he's going to be targeted by Tomlin. Complete at the 40, and he's going to be inside the 40 to the 38-yard line. That's an 11-yard completion and a first down. That was a great dual route on this side. I don't know who the other receiver was, but was that Samples who made that catch? No, that was... that. Who, that was Samples, excuse me. That's a great read by Tom and a great throw, but a great route by the inside receiver. Samples is out wide left now. Out wide to the right-hand side is Panky. Moving in motion to the far side is Beecham. Handoff up the middle goes to Williamson inside the 35, and he's going to be brought down at the 33-yard line. Good coverage by Anderson's defensive end, Joel Torres, at the linebacker position. Nice job up front for the Lions. They put a nice little hole together there. Good to fake the beach in motion, and uh, he hit the whole horn and picked up about five. So it'll bring up second down, five yards to go. Ball at the 33 of Anderson. Tomlin, ball in the near hash mark. Has samples out wide, trips out to the far side. Now moving in motion to the near side is Panky. Dropping back Tomlin. Right over the middle, complete to Panky at the 27, to the 25, to the 20. And he's going to skip out of bounds inside the 20 at the 17-yard line. Great ball by Tomlin, great read. Panky was in motion, just did a little five-yard underneath route. And he hit him in stride. Good job getting yards after the catch once again. 13 yards on the completion and a first down for the Lions at the Anderson 17-yard line. Tomlin looking things over. He's got Beecham all alone out here on the left-hand side. Handoff, fake handoff to Williamson. Rolling out to the right now. Tomlin throws it into the flat complete to Miner. Flag down on the play. Miner inside the five. Struggles to the three. But a flag is thrown in the vicinity. I think that's coming back, Dave. I think you're right. I think the receiver was blocking downfield as the ball was thrown downfield. Boy, two flags. Miner was wide open as well. They, they might call defensive holding. Oh. Who knows? Nick Murphy is signaling that it is against Anderson. If it is allowed, the Lions will have the football at the three-yard line of Anderson. Now the officials break up their conference and will let us know what's happening. Holding. It is against Anderson. That'll be declined by the Lions, and they'll have it first and goal at the Anderson three-yard line there. That's a great job right there. Good fake by Tomlin. Just had a little release route to the flat by Miner. Easy throw and catch, and once again, wide open to get yards after that catch. A little more up-tempo this series, Dave. They, uh, this drive has really been a good one for the Lions. 
Beecham is out wide to the left-hand side. Samples comes out wide left. Williamson into the ball game at the running back position. Ball on the far hash mark for the Lions on first and goal from the Anderson three. Tomlin looking things over defensively. Let's the play clock get down to about ten. And now he'll take the snap. Drops back, looks into the end zone, and it is going to be incomplete through the arms of Nick Murphy right on the sideline of the end zone. That would have been a tough catch. But yeah, Great throw, though. Great decision. I think Tomlin came to the line of scrimmage and realized that the Ravens were in zero coverage, meaning no free safety in the middle of the field. Gave a signal out to Murphy, and he tried to hit him on the back shoulder throw. Tomlin 5 of 7 so far in this ball game for 56 yards. Brings up second down, three yards to go. Beecham wide to the left. Nick Murphy slot left. Williamson to the left-hand side of Tomlin. Ball on the far hash mark. Panky is out wide to the right. Tight end right is Paul Miner. Handoff goes to Williamson right up the middle, and he's going to skip into the end zone for the score. Three-yard TD run by Michael Williamson. Great blocking up front there. That O-line did a wonderful job this whole series. Another good read. I don't know why the Ravens went to cover one and move the safety back there. I, I, I guess they were hoping the linebackers were going to be able to fill the A-gap, but the O-line did an awesome job in Miles Williamson. So coming in to attempt the extra point is going to be Spencer Dufresne. He is 5-for-5 five five in extra points this year. Dufresne gets a good hold, kick is up, and the kick is good. So we've got 8.15 left to go on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Remover Scoreboard. Your score now, it's the Lions 7 and Anderson nothing. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Mount St. Joseph University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, the Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University are employed, enrolled in graduate studies, or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu. Well, Ryan Murphy will kick it off for the Lions with 8.15 left to go in this first quarter of play. They lead it 7 to nothing. Kick. Murray kicks it off deep, and it'll be taken in by Barnett. Barnett will cut it to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, cuts it to the near side, to the 25, and he'll be tripped up and brought down by Peyton Williams. And that's where Anderson will start, down 7 nothing, first and 10 from their own 27-yard line. Anderson in their road white uniforms with blue numerals, orange helmets. Lions in their dark blue jerseys here today with white pants, white numerals, and, of course, gold trim, white helmets. Ball in the near hash mark, and Anderson down 7 to nothing. And their freshman outstanding quarterback, Tyson Harley, he's going to take a fake handoff and throw it over the middle, complete on the right side to Elijah Crow, the tight end, across the 35 to the 36-yard line, a gain of nine. Just a simple double 
uh, slant route there and an easy read for Harley just to make that pass. And Mount was off the ball a little bit there, but uh, we'll see if we can tighten down the reins. Second down one, Harley throws it over the middle, and it is complete. That looks like it went this time to Barnett, and Barnett, a gain of seven on that completion just out to the 44-yard line and a first down for Anderson. Yeah, Dave, that's just the exact same play, opposite side. They went to the wide side and just ran a double slant again. Crow is a tight end by position, but he's lined up out wide right. Handoff goes up the middle, and that this time is to their backup running back, Janelle Wortham, Jr. He is out of St. Rose, Louisiana, and he picks up no gain on the play. Well, they're going to get him out to the 45, so gain of about a yard on the play brings up second down. Wortham's a very interesting story. He worked at Walmart for four years. He's 26 years old. And he came back to play football. Dropping back Harley. He's going to throw it up the right side. Intercepted by Speakman. Speakman at midfield to the 45-yard line. And he's going to be run out of bounds at the 40. Harley let that one hang. And Speakman got right underneath it and got the interception. And brought it back to the 40 of Anderson. Yes, he did, Dave. Troy did a great job playing two receivers in his zone this time. And he let Harley bite on thinking his receiver was open on the corner route. And Troy Speakman did a great job stepping in front and picking it and getting a nice little return. 6.55 remaining to go in this first quarter of action. Lions with the first turnover opportunity of the ball game. They've got it at the Anderson 40. Let's see if we go long on this one. I talked to Coach. He likes to take chances on this side of the turnovers. Tomlin with Williamson to the left. He's going to drop back. He's going to look deep. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is knocked down and almost intercepted. By Boy. one of those big uglies up front. <laughs> I could have played either Tristan, way, Dave. Tristan he, Chambers. He had Williamson wide open. If he could have got that over the top of the defensive line, he had plenty of room to run. Chambers out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. 6'2", 285-pound freshman. Right up front. Along with Nick Krieger. He's one of those condominiums we talked about with Geneva. Krieger's 330 pounds also. Yeah, he's definitely a condominium. It's going to be tough to move him off the line. Second down, 10 yards to go from the Anderson 40. Tomlin drops back, looks to his left, complete the samples, and he's got it inside the 40 to the 37-yard line, a gain of three on the play. I think we're going to be in two-down territory here, you know, depending on what happens on this down. But uh, I like that they're going more up-tempo. I like that they're getting the signals in a little bit quicker so they can run their offense and make the defense play to their style. Samples, he has been a heavy target of Tomlin here this afternoon. Tomlin with the ball in the near hash mark, third down, and a long seven yards to go, trips to the far side. Tomlin, audibleizing to the sideline, it looked like, over to Samples, who's all alone on the left. He's now mismatch. he's going to look up on the right he's side. Mismatch. He's got a receiver, and it is thrown into Panky's hands, and he dropped it. Tomlin saw that. By alignment there, Dave, so he signaled differently and told them to run the seam route. Panky was wide open. He threw a great ball over the top. Just couldn't haul it in. So it brings up fourth down, eight yards to go from the 37 of Anderson, and the Lions will go ahead and punt the football away. And coming in to punt it for the Lions will be Max Suchomsky, the six foot 180-pound freshman out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Had a 30-yard punt his first time. Came in averaging 36 yards a kick. Well, we'll take a 30-yard punt here as well. So if you can put him inside that five, it'd be amazing. 
No punt it away from the 37. High spiral. Nice kick by Suchomsky. Hits at the four-yard line and goes out of bounds. Now they'll mark it up a little further than the four at the five. 5.53 left to go in the first quarter of play. And your score, it's the Lions seven and the Ravens nothing. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Anderson back at their own four-yard line, and the handoff is going to go to Wortham, and he's going to take it right up the middle across the five out to the ten-yard line, a gain of six on the play. Great job by the Ravens right there. they uh, just trying to keep the Lions honest and end up getting six yards on just a simple handoff. So six yards brings up second down four just outside the ten. Anderson. Looking over to the sideline, Harley using a lot of time on the play clock, down to 15 seconds. They go no huddle, unlike what Geneva did two weeks ago. Second down four, now moving in motion to the far side is Tennant. And Tennant, excuse me, getting the pass is Crow, and Crow is going to take it out to the 13, maybe run out of bounds right there at about the 14. will bring up second down, and I'll make it third down, excuse me, and about two and a half yards to go. Ravens are trying to go a little more up-tempo now as well here. Let's see if they can get a playoff rather fast. Oh, they stop. Now this is that Franklin offense. Yep, it is. It's identical to the Franklin offense. They come up quickly and then look over the sideline to get the play call. Wortham to the right of Harley. Ball in the far hash mark. Hand off to Wortham. Right up the middle. He's going to be got the first down at the 15. Cuts to the right. Now back to the middle out near the 20. Nice run by Wortham on great blocking up front by the Ravens. Gain of six on the carry for Wortham, and he's got the first down out to the 20-yard line. Yeah, Finn's going to be a little disappointed at himself, number 22 for the Lions. He had him around the waist and then did not wrap him up all the way and allowed him to break that tackle and get the first down. Harley with Wortham still in the ball game. They've got trips out to the near side here. Anderson, they've got Crow out wide right, then Talent slot right, and James Tucker in the slot also. Hand off to Wortham around the left-hand side, bottled up there, and he's going to be hit from behind and struggles forward out near the 21-yard line. Gain of about a yard on the play for Wortham. Great defensive stance right there. I don't know who that was. I think that might have been number 90. Defensive end, got about two yards deep and saw the handoff and pursuit really well and made a great tackle for a one-yard gain. Just a yard gain, second down nine. Wortham out of the ball game, and Lipscomb is back in. Lipscomb with receivers out wide on both sides. Harley, Pirouettes again, throws it out to Lipscomb on the bubble screen, and it is incomplete. And Troy Speakman came up, almost laid a lick on Lipscomb, but backed off just in just in time. Definitely heard footsteps. Harley did not throw a good ball there. That ball floated on him, and I think, uh, you know, you, you know that ball's floating in the air as a receiver. You get a little nervous because you know somebody's coming to hit you. So it's third down, nine yards to go from the Anderson 21-yard line. The Ravens looking at nine yards. They drop back. Harley looks up the left side. He's going to throw the ball over the middle, and it is incomplete. Threw it over the head of P.J. Williams. B.J. Williams has got a habit of any time he is targeted and 
gets overthrown, he yells for a flag. He's got that NFL maneuver down pat. <laughs> Sounds like Antonio Brown, doesn't it? Oh, let's not get into that again. Oh, boy. Great coverage right there by the lines. I didn't get the number on that, but the corner like right there, was that number one? Yep, Speakman. So dropping back to punt again for the third time today will be Chase Fisher and Speakman back around midfield to return this punt. Anderson forced to punt for the third time. Good snap. Fisher gets a low knuckleball that's going to be hit in Mount St. Joseph territory and take a bounce inside the 40, inside the 35, and it'll be down at the 31-yard line. Well, it's going to be a 45-yard nice punt after a nice roll, like you said, Bear. As a punter, you'll take that. You know, we got a flag now at about the 25. I don't know if we're going to get a holding call on the Ravens. That's about where the line of scrimmage was, or a holding call on the Lions when we came off the line of scrimmage. Well, it's a hold against the Lions, I believe. They were looking over at the Anderson bench. During the play, we have holding number 22 on the defense. And it is against the Lions for holding. What are they saying here? He gave a first down. They gave a first down to Anderson? Now, Tyler Hopperton's going to come out and say, what are you calling? That was during the punt. I don't know how that becomes a first down. They're going to mark it off from the previous spot. Evidently, there was a hold against the Lions, and... That five-yard penalty, excuse me, ten-yard penalty, is going to give Anderson a first down at their own 33-yard line. So evidently the hold, Tyler Hopperton having some words with the official. They're trying to explain to him what happened. Looks like one of the gunners on the outside got held up. I don't know why that would result, though, in a first down. That's puzzling. They've started to play clock already, and it seems like everybody's confused here. Including us up here in the press box. So it's first and ten for Anderson. They've got the ball back. Hand off to Lipscomb around the right-hand side. He's going to struggle, and a flag is going to be called against the Lions. Looks like a face mask. I think it's going to be a hold on uh, the Ravens. Let's see what we get here. Might be on 61 is what I saw, but I I could be wrong. No, I think they're going to call Noah Hammond for a face mask, although he's saying, nope, not. You may be right, Bear. I think 97 on the D-line for us got held as he was trying to get outside and contain. That's a personal foul face mask against Anderson. Well, Noah Hammond actually got the underneath the shoulder pads, right underneath the mask, and the flag was thrown right there, but the official was calling the face mask against Anderson. I did not see the face mask. I saw a little holding going on there, but uh, maybe he grabbed his mask prior to that. That could be. But nonetheless, that helps out the Lions here. It's first and long. It's going to be taking it all the way back to the 18-yard line. It's going to be first down and 25 for Anderson from their own 18. Harley, empty backfield. Throws out in the left-hand side, and it is complete on the play to the 20. And run out of bounds right at the 22-yard line is P.J. Williams. Williams yeah. with three receptions on the season coming into this one out of Florida. That's a good ball by Harley. You know, take what they give you. I think, uh, I believe it was Slusher that was out there, the linebacker number 30. Just took a bad angle, but adjusted really well to make that tackle. 2.20 left to go in this first quarter. Lions lead it 7-0. Harley looking over to the sideline. So are the Lions' defensive line. 
Now Lipscomb's going to move over to the left-hand side of Harley. Ball in the far hash mark. Two receivers out wide on both sides. Handoff goes to Lipscomb. Lipscomb's going to be hit by Hammond immediately and dropped after maybe a half-yard game. What a play. He shunned the defensive, uh, the running back off. The defensive end gets in there and makes a tackle for a loss, I believe. Hammond out of Brookville, Indiana, the sophomore defensive end. What a great play by that sophomore. Third and long, you're going to look for something short here on the defensive side. Maybe a quick hitter, you know, a slant, an out, a screen, a draw. You can't give up this first down. Third down 15, or make it 20. And Again, Harley gets hit, and it is going to be incomplete, but a flag is going to be thrown. And it was a, Peyton Williams was back there ready to intercept the ball. So was Troy Speakman. And immediately Williams hit him to keep the interception from being made. That's just a lot of inexperience right there. Harley threw a ball in the air, and that floated on him 20, 30 yards down the field. That should have been a pick. Then the wide receiver for the Ravens goes and commits pass interference. Now they're going to back him up even further. You know, this is going to make it third and super long. There's no way they'll get this first down unless the defense. Well, they may decline it, make them punt. I think they'll just make them punt the football. They'll decline that. It looks like they're going to be offensive pass, offensive pass interference against Anderson. Actually, depending upon how this punt goes, that may have been a smart play. Well, you're right, but the, I would almost make Harley throw a ball again because he's not impressed me throwing the ball more than 20 or 30 yards, to be honest with you. It's, it'd be third and probably about 25. Make him throw a ball. You almost got to pick there. Why not put yourself in better position? But as you said, this punt will determine if the decision was right by Coach Opperton. So officially, Fisher will drop back to punt for the third time. It's actually the fourth time. Last time they had holding, and it gave Anderson a first down. Speakman back about the same spot at about the 43. Good snap. Fisher is going to punt it away. High knuckleball. Speakman backpedals to his own 26. Catches it in to the 30. Cuts it to the 35 to the 40. Up the middle to the 45 50. Cuts it to the right to the 40. Gets a block to the 30. To the 25. Back to the middle. Breaks the tackle to the 15. To the 10. 5. Touchdown but there's a flag down. What a run by Speakman but let's see if it's going to be a block Illegal block by the Lions. I've been wrong before, Dave, but I saw an unnecessary block. He was behind the runner. I believe the official had a bad angle. He's going to call a block in the back, right about the 10-yard line. What a run. What a run back. That was a 74-yard return for a touchdown by Speakman, but it's going to be negated by an illegal block Yep. in the back against the Lions. That's on thin. And that's about at the 10-yard line, so it'll be a first down for the Lions, though. They'll get the football, and I believe they'll mark it at the Anderson. Looks like it'll be at about the 21-22 yard line is where it should be with a minute 26 to go in this first quarter. That's on Jonathan Finn, our linebacker. He's had a heck of a day so far, but he's had a couple missed opportunities, one being there. There was no need to block, and I'm sure when he watches the film, he's not going to be happy with himself. He was literally four or five yards behind the returner. So it'll be first and ten for the Lions in Anderson territory at the 21-yard line with 126 remaining to go. In this first quarter, Lions lead it. Seven and nothing. Tomlin under center hands it off to Williamson around the right hand side. No blocking up front, and he's going to be smothered and dropped at about the 24 yard line. Well, they went to a tight formation there, Dave, and put Tomlin under center, hoping they can get a push up front, but the, the Ravens defensive line did a great job, and he actually lost two yards there. Callan Shockney with the tackle. 
for Anderson. Lost three yards on the play. It'll be second down, 13 yards to go. Panky is out wide to the right. Coming out wide to the left-hand side for the Lions is Cooper Earls. I think you might see a corner route out of Murphy in the slot down here. Murphy in the left-hand slot. Beecham on the right slot. Paul Miner at the tight end left position. Tomlin drops straight back. Looks out to the right-hand side. He's got a completion to Beecham. Beecham at the 20. Side steps to the 15 to the 10. He's going to be run out of bounds inside the 10. He's got a first down and goal for the Lions at the 8-yard line of Anderson. Great throw by Tomlin. Great run. Again, after the catch by Beecham, great job reading this. The Ravens moved their safety over to take away that corner out on the backside, and Tomlin took what they gave him. Beecham, his seventh catch of the year. Lions have it first and goal inside the 10 with 27 seconds to go in the first quarter. They lead it 7 to nothing. Play clock down to 15. Lions will have to run a play here at the end of the quarter. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. Panky out wide to the right. Beecham slot right. Ball on the far hash mark. Earls and Murphy to the left-hand side. Tomlin's going to throw the back shoulder fade going to Panky. Should be a flag. No call. It'll be incomplete. Looked like Panky basically was grabbed on the play by Dylan Hepler-Fink. Official there, right there. Obviously, he's closer than we are. He just felt that it was just the same contact on both sides and let it go. But uh, Good throw by Tomlin. Again, throwing the ball where only his receiver has a chance to get it. I'll check that. That wasn't Fink. want to be honest. We don't want to blame Fink for something he didn't do. <laughs> DeHaven Rayner, a freshman out of Indianapolis. So it'll bring up second and goal from the eight of Anderson. Six and a half left to go in this first quarter. Tomlin with Williamson to his right. Looks to the left. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped at the 15-yard line. Coming in on the play was... Austin Pullins were the tackle. Not the way you want to end the quarter, but you got third and goal here, Dave, and now you got a chance basically to have a timeout to think about what you want to do. So that'll be the end of the first quarter of play, and at the end of the first quarter here from Schuler Field on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Remover Scoreboard, it's the Lions 7 and the Ravens nothing. Minutemen Staffing wants you. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 579-0010. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go that extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. Located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing. Call today, 579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. This is why we love sports. It's in the way they play, free from the pressures and all the money talk. Playing for simply the love of the game, where everyone has a shot at their definition of success on and off the field. This is what we love about sports and what we can still love about college sports. Well, as we come back here to Schuler Field, Lions will have a third down goal to go at the Anderson 15-yard line, Bear. Yeah, we got to get something here. If we come away with three, it's okay. But right now, for me, watching the game, Dave, it's been very sloppy on both sides for both teams. You know, the week off obviously has hurt the Lions. Uh, I don't know if they're coming in looking ahead and waiting to play Franklin, but they got to get the job done here today, and they can do that if they can get the touchdown right here. So first play of the second quarter, Lions going from left to right across your computer screen. Tomlin, empty backfield. Receivers out wide. He's got five receivers. He's going to throw it into the end zone to 
Beecham, and he threw it just a little bit too high, and it's incomplete. It will bring up fourth down. That might be the first bad ball I've seen him throw this year. He kind of threw it a little high. He had inside leverage. I would like to see him throw that to the inside and let him just take another step in front of the DB, and that would have been a six. So coming in to attempt the field goal will be Spencer Dufresne. They'll spot the ball at the 22, so it'll be a 32-yard attempt. Ball in the near hash mark. Wind blowing from right to left across the goalpost. And the holder is Patrick Murray, and Dufresne kicks it up, and it is no good wide left. We're going to keep it right here. Oh, boy. Now you got to start motivating your team. If you can look down there and see what coaches are doing, you know, you... You had a golden opportunity to put another seven points on the board, and you went backwards inside the five. You know, you can't do that. Uh, again, I just don't think they got in a rhythm on that series. And then you come away with zero points. You know, that's not good. Hopefully the defense can get a turnover here and uh, get the offense another opportunity. Dan, is it just me, or does it seem like both of these teams are kind of out of it in this first quarter? I, don't, I think you're right, Dave. They both look very sluggish, you know. I haven't seen Harley get into a rhythm. I, I don't see him throwing the ball downfield, which might be the only weakness I see in his game right now. But, you know, maybe the Ravens will change that and get him some more quick hitters and get some more confidence in his game. Williams is out wide to the left-hand side. Now moving out of the backfield is Wortham. Dropping back Harley, throws it over the middle, complete to Tennant. Tennant's got it across the 25, out to the 30-yard line. They just went ahead and motioned the back out of the backfield and widened the defense, and Harley threw a short pass for about five yards, and that's going to be his game today. That's a first down on a gain of 11 on that completion. Now hurry up offense. Harley throws it out to the right, and it is complete to Crow. Crow at the 35-yard line. They're going to go no huddle and hurry up offense right now against this Lions defense. And you can't blame Coach Rock. That's what I would do. They're changing D-line right now. Once that ball set, this is a shame that the official lets this happen. He did. And I think he the Lions... Did. I think the Lions got a timeout before that happened. They did. Yes, they were forced to take one, trying to get two D-linemen on and two D-linemen off. So there's an official timeout on the field. We'll take one also. 14.09 to go in this first half. Your score, it's the Lions 7 and the Ravens nothing. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, the Mount had to use a timeout there, Bear, in order to get some defensive players on the field. Anderson going to that hurry-up offense, and it's something that I think Steve Rock is, should be applauded for. Absolutely. He's got the mountain defense on their heels a little bit, uh, and they were substituting two D linemen to keep them fresh, but got caught. Good decision calling the timeout, not giving them you know, another five yards and making second and one. Brings up second down and about six yards to go for Anderson. Ball resting at the 35-yard line in their own territory. Fake handoff. Harley drops back, looks to the left. He's going to throw it up the left-hand side. And he's got a receiver complete. Williams flagged down, but he's got it inside the 30 down to the 25-yard line. And I think you're going to see pass interference called against the Lions. I agree with you there, Dave. You never turn around and look for the ball. But uh, we don't know here. The officials calling a push off on somebody. It looks like everybody's walking back like it's on the Ravens. Well, let's see. I did not see that. Boy, I got to get my eyes checked today. P.J. Williams 
is the one that's been arguing for a pass interference penalty all day long, and he may have been flagged for pushing off, and he was. That was on number six. Williams pushing off. So that's going to mark it back from the 35-yard line and negate about a 50-yard completion. That was good coverage by our defense there, but he's got to turn around and look for that ball because Harley has not thrown a good ball yet deep. It's, It's hanging up there. We have opportunities to go get it and pick it, and I'd like to see him turn around and go ahead and pick that ball. Peyton Lugers was the man in coverage back there, and he's the one that was pushed off by Williams. So it'll bring up second down and... 21 yards to go. Dropping back Harley. He's going to throw the bubble screen inside to the 20, to the 25, 30, to Tennant. Tennant across the 30, out to the 35-yard line, and he's going to be brought down at the 37. So out of that second down and 20 yards to go, now they gained. It'll bring up third down and about four out to the 37. Harley out of the hurry-up, drops back, looks to his right. Now he's going to cut it up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped, shy of the first down at the 39-yard line by Spencer Kandra. That's a great job by the secondary, realizing that they're trying to get the ball off quick. They came up a couple yards and got pretty much played man-to-man and uh, forced Harley to tuck it and run, and he shorted the first down. And Steve Rock of Anderson not going to take a chance on fourth down and a long yard. He's going to send in the punting unit and Fisher. They'll punt it away from their own 39 with 13.08 left to go in the first half. Good decision by Coach Rock here, Dave. They're only down seven and still in this game. You know, if they can go in at halftime tighter down seven, you know, that's a big momentum swing. We'll take a look at the scoreboard here after this play, and Fisher gets a high spiral kick that Speakman's going to take in at the 20. Cuts it to the right, picks up a block, now reverses his field, cuts it up to the 25-yard line, and he'll be brought down at the 25-yard line, a return of just five yards on the play for Speakman. I definitely think you're going to see this offense a little more up-tempo here in Tomlin throwing the ball this series. They need to have a good three- or four-minute drive and, and score a touchdown. Hanover in Tennessee leading Maryville 7-3 to in the second quarter of play. Franklin and Bluffton, no score, 9-12 left to go in the first quarter of play. We'll go over the... Top 25 D1 scores here in a second. Give you a little preview of that. Florida leading Tennessee 17-3 to in the third quarter of play. Tomlin on first and 10. Handoff up the middle. And it goes to Williamson. And Williamson takes it out across the 25 to the 26-yard line. Tomlin looked like he wanted to pull that and keep it. I don't know what he was reading there. I think that was just a simple dive play to keep the defensive uh, linebackers honest. So we might see a little bit more play action here. And we got a little scuffle going on down here between the wide receiver and the yeah. DB. And it looked like Williamson picked up a couple of yards on the play, but they're going to spot him down right at the original line of scrimmage at the 26. So it brings up second down, 10 yards to go. Ball on the far hash mark. Trips out to the near side for the Lions. Tomlin with Williamson to his left. Drops back. Looks to the right. He's got a receiver. That is complete to chase Panky. Panky at the 35 to the 40. And he's going to be run out of bounds at the 42-yard line. That's a gain of 15 on that reception and a first down for the Lions. That's the top one I've seen most of the season here. That ball was on the money. Hit him in stride. He was able to turn up, and Panky just made some more uh, yardage after that catch. And Great job up front by the Lions. First down Lions at their own 42-yard line. 11-39. And running here in this first half of play. We'll talk with Coach Tyler Hopperton about the lacing up for pediatric cancer coming up at halftime. 
Dropping back Tomlin on first and ten. Looks up the left-hand side, throws it over the middle, complete to Beecham at midfield, spins away from a tackle, cuts to the right, and he's going to pick up the first down on the second effort after the tackle appeared to be made at midfield. He's got a gain of about ten and a half, and a first down inside Anderson territory at the 47. Again, David, all start up front. They gave Tomlin time. Beachman had to make an adjustment, get behind the linebacker. Tomlin read it, put the ball right there once again, and great job catching the ball. Boy, Beecham is like Speakman on punt returns. Whenever <laughs> he gets his hands on the ball, he could break it. Oh, he's scary. He's scary crazy. If they can get him one-on-one, it'd be nice. He's out wide to the left-hand side. Ball in the near hash mark on first and ten from the Anderson 47. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin throws out to the right sideline. Complete to Murphy. Murphy, one step inside the 40 and run out of bounds at the 36-yard line. That's a gain of 11 and a first down again for the Lions. And as you can see, we're going a little more up up tempo here, trying to get him to just throw a four or five yard pass and let the receiver do what they can do once they have the ball in their hand. Michigan losing to Wisconsin 28 to nothing. Alabama 42-7 over Southern Methodist and Cal is leading Mississippi 28 to 13. Tomlin with a 7-0 lead and a first down 10 for the Lions at the Anderson 36-yard line. Drops straight back. Looks to the left. Now he's going to throw the fade up the right side. He's got Murphy, and it's just over his outstretched hands incomplete at the 5-yard line. Great pump and go. Good call. Right where we're at at about the 35 of the Ravens. They went to cover one, and that was a great call by... uh, Coach Caleb dismissed him wide open for a touchdown. Boy, if Chayton would have put just a little more air under that, Murphy could have got underneath it and scored. Absolutely. Coming out to the right-hand side is Austin Brock. Freshman receiver trips out to the far side. Tomlin, handoff to Williamson. Right up the middle, he's going to take it to the 35-yard line. And a flag out of bounds on the mount bench. Chase Pankey got tied up with Rayner. Away from the play, way away from the play. Still running mouse down there. Let's yeah. see what they do here. Panky, they just pushed him off the sideline. Told him to get out. Now, check out. That's not Panky. Panky, I think, was involved in the play, but Brock got involved in it also. And now Brock just got taken out of the play, and he's going to walk down to the other end of the Ooh. field. Boy, if you're the Lions, you're hoping this is offsetting. Because if it's not, you just lost some momentum. You're going to have a dead ball. Unsportsmanlike conduct, which is going to make it third and 25. 25. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. They've been going at each other all day, Dave. Yeah, there's been know. a lot of jawing here on the field today. And well, you the know, officials are still talking it over. Now they're having a talk with Rayner. Uh, you want some toughness. You want I your think they're going to play with a little swag. But, man, you don't want them to get this kind of out of control. On the officials side. are going to tell Rayner to go step out of bounds for a while. They took him out for a play. Yep, that's going to be offsetting. Well, the official didn't know what number it was on Anderson, and the crowd obliged by telling him who it was. Yes, they did. So, offsetting penalties. That's a break for the Lions. It is. So that will keep it as a third down ball at the 35-yard line. Was that third down there, or was it second? That was second down, and then obviously the incomplete pass. But it's offsetting penalties. Yeah, obviously on the run, we didn't get much yardage there, so it's third and about nine. So it's third and nine, dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looking up the left. He's going to throw the ball over the head of Murphy and incomplete. Tomlin got hit as he threw, and he overthrew Murphy. So it'll bring up third down nine from the Anderson 35. little too far to go for a 
field goal. Yes. And let's see, will they bring in the punting unit? I would suspect they're going to try and punt this ball, and hopefully uh, Max can pin this thing inside the 10 once again. It will be Sachomsky who comes out. That's been the best thing right now for them, to be honest with you. They haven't moved the ball but one series. They've really struggled, and on the defensive side, uh, you know, they've done their job keeping them out of the red zone. Montrevian Staley. Oh, high snap. High snap, but Suchomsky gets a high short kick that's going to hit inside the 20, take a bounce out near the sideline, and then take an Anderson bounce, and it's going to hit and go out of bounds at the 20-yard line. It's going to be a net punt of 15 yards. Not a very good series here. You know, the Lions somehow got to find momentum, you know. Maybe the defense gets a score somehow, you know, so they can go up 14 nothing at halftime, but... I'm going to tell you, Coach Hopkins is not going to be happy with the display of uh, football that went on this half as of right now. Nine and a half left to go in this first half. I think you're right there because this is not the same Anderson team that has been around for the last 15 years. Absolutely not. They're, they came here to play. Harley pitches it out around the right-hand Locking side, and he's got Lipscomb, and then Lipscomb is going to be run out of bounds at about the 19-yard line for a loss of a yard. Good, good job by the defense there. That was just a simple sprint option to the right, and Harley didn't even read the defender. He just pitched it because he didn't want to get hit at all. So just a safe call by Coach Brock. Clock stops on the out-of-bounds, 9.23 remaining in the half. 7 nothing Lions on top of it. Lipscomb in the backfield to the right, ball in the far hash mark. Now the officials will put the ball in play and start the clock. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back Harley. He's going to throw the ball over the middle and it is Good complete D. on the play Good and incomplete to James Tucker. He dropped 30. the ball. That was slusher on the coverage. Great job knocking the ball out of his hands. And the Lions will come in with their dime package on defense. Brings up third down ten. you got to be aware, a little, little uh, worried here. He might throw something, you know, five yard out, five yard slant or a screen because I think the Lions brought a lot of people last. Ball on the down. far hash mark. Trips out to the short side. Dropping back Harley. Harley is going to be hit behind the line and dropped back at the 10. Boy, Dave, great job downfield. The Lions had a man on a man and a free safety over the top. Obviously getting pressure up front. That's a big play. Gavin Brennan, who just happens to have a birthday tomorrow, comes up with the tackle on the loss for the sack. Happy birthday. He'll remember that one forever, won't he? Brennan had three tackles last week out of Richmond, Virginia. The 220-pound, 6'3 man, Junior, here's came we, in for the loss. Here's where we can do some damage right now. They've been struggling with getting the ball off. and I, We almost had a block, believe it or not, with this rush and somebody up the middle. So let's see what we do here. We've been returning the ball pretty well, as well just as well. 8.25 left to go. Fisher is going to punt it away from his own goal line. Low spiral. The Beecham is going to take it in oh, at his yeah. own 42-yard line. Cuts it to the near side. He's going backwards, and he's going to be dropped at the 36-yard nice line. That's a great open field tackle. We Loss of six on the return, but, boy, we've got some flags down all over the place. There's been a lot of chirping in this game. Yeah, I just don't understand it. You know, the Lions don't need to do that. They just need to show up and play football, man. By far, I think they're physically stronger than the Ravens right now up front on both sides of the ball. If they can just handle the line, Tomlin will have time to do his thing, and if they keep putting pressure on Harley, they'll do what they just did in that last series and sack him. And the penalty was against the Lions, so that will mark them back. I'm curious to see if they call it a hold here. <laughs> because the last time they called a hold and gave the Ravens the ball and a first down on a punt. Well, 
The Lions will have it. It's going to be marked back at the 27-yard line in Mount Territory. So the Lions will have it. Tomlin has got a new running back now. Elijah Bug into the ball game from Oberlin into the contest. The sophomore Tomlin drops back, throws over the middle, and incomplete. Boy, miscommunication between Murphy and Tomlin on that play. Murphy wasn't even looking for it. Yeah, Murphy turned outside. Tomlin threw it inside. They were very fortunate that that ball didn't get picked off. Well, you could just tell by the body language that Tyler Hopperton is showing on the sideline. He is not happy with the disposition of his team right now. I agree with you, but, you know, I'm watching the body language of the players, and right now they're not playing with any kind of energy. And, you know, hopefully we can change that. Tomlin on second and ten, hands off the bug right up the middle. He's got it across the 30, struggles forward out to the 34-yard line. A gain of eight on the play for the sophomore out of Oberlin, Ohio, and it will bring up third down and two. Once again, another big third down here. The Lions have not converted on many, and neither have the Ravens, but we always say this is always the big down in football. Third and got to be converted right here, third and two. Bug coming in to try to add some energy, as you said, Bear. Third down, call it three. Receivers out wide on both sides. Hand off to Bug around the left-hand side. Bug struggles forward. He's got close to the first down. Bless you. I tell you what, they blitzed the linebacker. The weak side backer had him in the backfield but couldn't wrap him up. And Bug just kept his legs going, and this is going to be close to a first down. Boy, the nose of the football is just shy, Bear, of the 37-yard line. And the yard marker, it looks like they've got to get right where it is. I think he's going to be shy by about a football. Well, we'll find out right here. Let's hope he's got this third down conversion. If not, that's going to be another one that's lost here for the Lions. Speaking of loss, this is a lost art. You don't see them bring the sticks in very often anymore. No, no. Bug, close to the first down, and he is going to be shy of it by about the length of a football. Absolutely. Let's see what they decide to do with not a lot of momentum on the offensive side. I'd have to suspect Hop might punt this ball. My eye doctor should be a sponsor. <laughs> My eyes apparently aren't good because they're going for it on fourth now. Speaking of which, we've got a shorts update coming up here pretty soon. <laughs> we'll make sure you don't get any barbecue sauce on those again. <laughs> it's going to be fourth down for the Lions. Ball just shy of the 37, and now Tyler Hopperton says, uh-uh, let's not do this. We're in a defensive struggle. Let's just punt the ball away and be safe. Good decision. Good decision. You know, you'd like him to go for it, but you can't turn the ball over on your own 37 and give the Ravens a chance to tie this game up. Montravian Staley is in to return the punt. Slow snap. Subchonsky gets it away, and it's going to be away from Staley. He'll hit at the 27. He'll take it in at the 21. Staley cuts it to the right-hand side, and he's going to be brought down at the 20-yard line. That's going to be a 53-yard net, net punt for Suchomsky. I believe that might have been Lugers with a great overfield tackle, number seven. He gets around him. He's got all kinds of real estate to run. So it'll be first down and ten for Anderson. 6.44 left to go on the Invisible League tattoo rim over scoreboard. Out of the ball game for the Lions defensively. Leaving the contest is Noah Hammond. And into the lineup is Gavin Brennan, who made that sack on the last series for Anderson. Harley with Wortham to his left. He's back into the ballgame. 
And the handoff goes to Wortham, and Wortham takes it right up the middle, across the 20, out to the 22-yard line. Be a gain of a couple. And brings up second down. They're going to put him out to the 23-yard line, and it'll bring up second down and seven yards to go. Gave him a kind spot there. Here you're going to see a little more up-tempo. I think Coach Rook is going to be happy, or Coach Rock is going to be happy with them trying to control the clock here. Tenant out wide right, Williams wide left. Fake handoff, Harley drops straight back. Throws the ball over the middle, and it is going to be knocked away and incomplete. Peyton Lugers with a nice play in the backfield along with Peyton Williams. Great coverage again. They got a little pressure on Harley, but again, I, you know, as a freshman, the 6'3", 230-pound quarterback, his weakness right now is not, his arm strength is not there yet, Dave. You can see that when he throws the ball downfield. Boy, Lugers getting a lot of playing time here today, the 190-pound sophomore out of Goshen. Brings up third down, seven yards to go for Anderson, 6'12", remaining in this first half. Wortham to the left of Harley. Ball on the far hash mark. Two receivers out wide on each side. Harley throws the ball out to the right-hand side. Nice play by Tennant on a double move, and he takes it across the 30 to the 34-yard line on the catch. Ten yards on the completion, and a first down for Anderson out to the 34. Great pass by Harley, but a lot of miscommunication in that secondary. The corner thought he was going long, and the safety was over top, so we had two guys covering deep, nobody covering the short out. First down 10 for Anderson at their own 34-yard line. Harley with Wortham to the left. He's going to run the option. Pitches it out to Wortham or on the right-hand side. Out to the 35-yard line. Run out of bounds. Outside the 35, maybe to the 36. They'll spot it just shy of the 36. That's just a quick pitch, as you said, the option, Dave. He's not even reading it. He's just pitching it as soon as he sees the first color come to his face. And they're just trying to keep the defense honest, and they'll keep the clock running here as well. Gain of about two, brings up second down, eight yards to go. Ball still on the far hash mark. Receivers out wide to the near side. Two receivers to the far side. Lions showing blitz, now they back out of it. Harley, fake handoff. Now he does hand it off to Wortham. Wortham spins forward across the 36 to the 37, maybe the 39-yard line. That's going to be another gain of about three, and it brings up third down. Call it a long five yards to go. Five minutes and running left to go in this first half. Lions lead it by a touchdown. 7-0. Harley with Wortham to his right. They've got Tennant out wide to the right-hand side. Crow tight end right. Harley drops back. He's going to be hit behind the backfield and dropped. Great coverage sack again by the Lions. He is getting a little bit of time, but not enough. You know, he has to get that ball off within three steps, and that's a good job by the secondary. Alvin Burke, number 90, coming in for the tackle, the sophomore out of Fairfield. Jake Ayler is in to return the punt. I wonder what happened with Speakman. Speakman did not drop back to return the punt the last time, and now Ayler is into the ballgame. I don't know if he's tired or hurt. I don't see him on the bench anymore. Yeah, I don't see him on the sideline either. Fisher is going to drop back for the sixth time today to punt the football. Uh-oh. High snap, but he brings it down. Oh. Heavy rush, but Fisher gets it away. Ayler's going to take it in at the 34-yard line, and he's going to be brought down right there immediately. 4:01 left to go in the first half. It's the Lions 7 and the Ravens nothing. 
The School of Health Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount St. Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at msj.edu slash health sciences. Well, Chayton Tomlin, as we come back, hands the football off to Elijah Bug, and Bug takes it across the 40 out to the 42-yard line. We're going to get a holding call, I think, on Panky here. And no need to. He just needs to get in front of the guy, which he was, but move his feet. We had at least seven or eight yards on that stretch zone read. Number two, on the offense, 10-yard penalty for the spot of the flag. No first down. So that will mark it back after the hold to the 34-yard line and bring up first down and about 13 yards to go. Lions with the football after the penalty. Clock continues to run. 3.38 left to go. Lions have two timeouts remaining. Tomlin drops back. Looks out to the left. Good protection. Now he's going to throw the ball over the middle, and it is complete to Paul Miner at the 39-yard line. So a gain of about nine yards on the completion, and it brings up second down and call it a long six yards to go for the Lions. Definitely doable here, Dave. That's a good read by Tomlin. I'd like to see his pass been up a little bit more so Miner could have ran with that. But uh, got to take the first down here if we can get it and keep the clock running. Hopefully we can get down in that red zone one more time before the half ends. Second down. Three minutes remaining to go in this first half. Tomlin. Handoff goes to Bug around the left-hand side. To the 40, to the 45, 50, breaks into the clear. 40, 35, 30, 25, and he's going to be run out of bounds inside the 20 at the 19-yard line. Just that simple zone play to the left. They caught the Ravens with the blitz coming off the opposite edge. 41-yard run by Elijah Bug, and he takes it inside Anderson territory, down inside the 20 to the 19. Well, we talked about these teams throwing the ball, but, boy, that was a great run right there, my Bugs. Lions needed a little excitement going in at halftime, and maybe Bug is providing it. Yeah, let's hope they can put this in the end zone now. We're inside the red zone. Let's not waste this opportunity. Samples is out wide to the left-hand side. Panky wide right. Slot right is Murphy. And the handoff goes to kept Bug it. again. Bug kept now it. kept it. Take, take. Tomlin kept it around the left-hand side, and he's going to be dropped right at the line of scrimmage. They ran the run option, and it didn't work. I believe that was Samples out there. I think he thought that he handed the ball off to the running back because he let go of his man as he was blocking him. So that will bring up second down, 10 yards to go from the 19. Two minutes exactly left to go in the half. The Ravens have been running a lot of cover, too, against this offense. Let's see if we can get that underneath route right here. Sometimes you get that slot or that tight end coming underneath wide open. Tomlin. Fake hand off to Tomey, who's into the ball game. Now rolls out to the right. He's going to be hit, flips there it up the field. It is complete to Miner. Side steps one man to the ten, to the five, inside the five, down to the two. What a play by Tomlin. That was a boot pass. Miner came from the opposite side of the formation to help block, and then he just snuck out to the flat area. First and goal for the Lions at the two-yard line of Anderson with a minute 30 left to go in the half. And now a timeout will be taken on the field. And let's see who that timeout will be charged to. Be the Ravens. Timeout, Anderson. 
and they will take the timeout. Anderson will take the timeout. We will also. 127 remaining to go in the half. Your score, it's the Lions 7, the Ravens nothing. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. After that timeout by Anderson, Elijah Bug is back into the ballgame for the Lions at the running back position. Receivers out wide. Hand off to Bug around the right-hand side. He's going to be hit at the four and brought down right there. Boy, the defense for the Ravens were all over that. They knew he was getting the ball for some reason. But uh, I don't know. I just think that's a straight handoff by Tomlin. But every now and then, I'd like to see him pull that and run a little naked boot. 105 remaining to go in the half. We'll talk with head coach Tyler Hopperton about the lacing up for pediatric cancer. Coming up at halftime. 59 seconds left to go in this first half. Tomlin. Fake hand off the bug. Throws it into the end zone. Complete minor. over the middle to Miner. Touchdown! That's just a simple play action fake and looking for Miner out of the slot for a pop pass. Great read, great ball, great catch, great result. Paul Miner with the score on the year for Paul. That's his second touchdown of the season receiving. Into the ball game now to attempt the extra point will be Spencer Dufresne. 49.4 seconds to go in this first half. 13-0 Lions on top of it. Good hold. Kick is up. And the kick is drilled. We'll keep it right here. 14-0 Lions on top of it. 49.4 seconds to go in the first half. And Bear, when you look at that series there, Elijah Bug with that 41-yard run really seemed to put some fire into the belly of the Lions. Absolutely, and they need that right now. You know, we got our window up here in the booth, and you can just sense the lack of energy. And you're right, Bug came in, gets a simple stretch zone read. Tomlin, it's all the way handed off for him, and he makes a nice cut. The Ravens did have that blitz on the weak side, and he makes one guy miss, and he's running for 41 yards, which did give some energy to the offense. And as you said, Dave, a much-needed uh, energy there. But then Paul making a great catch coming out of that boot pass and Tomlin keeping that play alive was pretty big as well. And the question is right now, we're going to try to track this down at halftime, Bear. Where is Troy Speakman? I don't see him anywhere on the sideline. I have not seen him either, Dave. He may be in that locker room getting some treatment. Peyton Lugers has been playing a majority of the time at that safety position. So the Lions will kick it off. Murray will kick it off, and it's a high end-over-end kick that will be taken in by Anderson at the 10 to the 15. Spinning outside and brought right down at the 16-yard line. 
Adam Slusher had the initial contact. He'll look at that and be mad because he didn't wrap him up, but he did a great job slowing him down. Montavian Staley with the return, and he was stopped at the, they're going to give him the 16-yard line, his forward progress. I see Speakman on the field now, I believe. Yep, there he is. But uh, he has not been returning punts in the last two series. Harley's going to go with an empty backfield. They've got five receivers. Three out to the far side, two to the near side. Ball in the far hash mark. Harley drops back, throws over the middle, and it is complete to the 20-yard line. Struggles forward to the 26-yard line, and that's Tennant with the catch. I believe they won't run another play, but you never know here. Well, they've got, they're lining up like they're going to. Dropping back Harley. They are going to run it. He's going to throw it out to the left, and it is... Is it caught? No, it is not caught. No, that was just a bad ball by Harley. He had him open. Uh, wide receiver made a great move down here. Number three, I'm not sure what his James name Tucker. is. James Tucker. Made a great move on the corner, and he was wide open. Just a bad ball by Harley. Brings up third down five from the 21. 19 seconds remaining in the half. Lions have two timeouts left. Let's see what Anderson decides to do here. That's still a lot of time if the Lions have two timeouts. Absolutely. Dropping back Harley, fake handoff, rolls out to the left, throws over the middle, and it is complete, and a nice hit across the 30 to the 32-yard line. Luger's making the hit, but making the catch and hanging on to it was James Tucker. Nine seconds to go, Harley, again, with another play, and now what do we got? We've got flags down. False start called against Anderson. As they went to the hurry up. 5.9 seconds to go. And that will move it back to the... Should be right around the 28, I would believe. That's what they say, but... Nobody spotted it yet. (laughs) The linesman came over to talk to Tyler Hopperton. That's it. 10 second runoff after that penalty, and... That's going to end the half. Or no, Anderson's going to elect to use a timeout. I apologize. So it will be a timeout called by Anderson to eliminate the possibility of the 10-second runoff after that offensive penalty. Yeah, it's going to be first in about 15. And this is, uh, you know, he's not going to throw the ball down the field much. If he does, it's going to, we're in a prevent defense, and hopefully he throws it in the air and we can pick it and do something with it. But, uh you know, you got to give uh, the Lions offense credit going down that last series and scoring right before the half. So uh, let's see what the defense can do with 5.9 left and make sure nobody gets behind them. Well, at halftime, we will talk with head coach Tyler Hopperton about the lacing up for pediatric cancer support day here at Schuler Field. We'll also have Division 1, 2, and 3 scores and bring you all up to date on that coming up at halftime on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Halftime report. 5.9 seconds to go. Harley has Lipscomb off to his right. Drops back. He's going to fumble the football. It's going to be picked up by the Lions, but I don't think they're going to be able to have any time. And then eventually getting the football back was Anderson. But by the time all that happened, the clock ran out. And Harley, is that Harley down? I believe it is. He's Harley is down. Boy, he took a shot to the ribs. And he is slow getting up, Bear, and if that could be the story of the second half. Absolutely. Just not what you need if you're the Ravens. At last play of the half, you're trying to make something happen. I understand you got a freshman quarterback in there. You know, you got to go in halftime healthy, but uh, 
You know, they fought hard that first half, but very sloppy on both sides of the ball. And the Lions were fortunate to come out this first half up two scores. Yeah, really. I mean, there was a lack of energy early in this ballgame, almost throughout the entire first quarter of action. Yes. I I got a feeling that Hop's going to address that at halftime. If not, some of the other coaches will help him. But uh, I I, I think they were looking ahead to Franklin. And, you know, I think that will be addressed again at halftime. And they'll say, hey, look. We got two more quarters to play. This game is not over, and uh, you know they they need to put some more points on the board to prove to Franklin that they're ready to come play them. Well, the Lions are on top of this one, 14 to nothing. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin. The halftime show is next here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. With a pool of thousands of screened applicants, we can support your company with employees who have the skills needed to get the job done right, ranging from general labor to skilled machine operators. What differentiates Minutemen Staffing from other staffing agencies? We help reduce costs associated with hiring personnel, as well as the indirect costs that accompany them. Minutemen covers all payroll taxes and workers' compensation costs, plus unemployment insurance on each employee we provide. Minutemen can fill your employee needs without the time and effort on your part, allowing you to concentrate your efforts on making your company more profitable. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 513-579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Welcome back to Schuler Field on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin, and we are at halftime of this afternoon's ball game between the Anderson Ravens and the Mount St. Joseph Lions. And for the first time, the Lions football program is participating in Lacing Up for Pediatric Cancer to support the Go for the Goal Foundation. Lace Up for Pediatric Cancer is a program that began in the fall of 2011 
as a vehicle for the Go for the Goal Foundation to raise both money and awareness about pediatric cancer. The mission for the Go for the Goal Foundation is an unwavering one to improve the lives of children battling cancer by providing financial support. Since 2011, professional, college, and youth teams from across the nation have participated in raising funds and awareness for the number one disease killer of children. To date, over 350,000 athletes have laced up to show their commitment to the fight against pediatric cancer. Today, the Mount St. Joseph football team is joining that more than 350,000 as they take to the field with those gold-laced cleats in support of pediatric cancer. And you have the ability to help. Those laces are coming in with a $5 price tag, $4 of which will go directly to support those battling pediatric cancer. And if you want to help out, contact the football office at 513-244-4209. We talked with Lions head football coach Tyler Hopperton earlier this week on why the football team decided to support this particular mission. What does this mean to you as far as getting involved with this? I think it's important for football at any level that you know, it's crazy that we're going to have a couple thousand people here every week. And if all we did was watch football and play football, get excited about a win and go home, I think that's crazy. I think we have a lot of good people, not just on our football team, but, you know, the stakeholders in our program in terms of family and friends and alumni and faculty and staff here at the Mount. And obviously the Mount was founded on mission, and especially in our centennial year, celebrating 100 years of that mission. I think it's important to put that mission to work. And so, um, you know, this is the first year we've teamed up with Go for the Goal um, in their program called Laced Up for Pediatric Cancer. And basically there's, you know, over 300 a thousand student athletes over the last couple of years um, in all kinds of sports from hockey to football to basketball to softball, baseball um, have all participated in this at several levels. So um, I think it's a great way to to give back, you know, a kid that we signed a couple years ago, um, Tyson, who comes to our games, you know, he's now in first grade, and then he was four when we signed him on our team when, when he had, uh, you know, cancerous brain tumors and that kind of thing. So our guys have seen somebody struggling, you know, a, fam- a local family struggling with pediatric cancer locally. Um, and, you know, when we did a show of hands earlier in the week, there's a, a ton of kids that had, and including a couple players who had siblings that had pediatric cancer when they were younger and that kind of thing. So it's something that you don't really hear a ton about, but when you actually bring it to light, you notice that almost everyone is one degree of separation from it. So I think it's a great opportunity for us to um, raise some money and and give back when we can. What was the decision-making process to get involved with this type of a situation? Um, (laughs) I I wish it was something that was super dynamic, but ultimately I got a a phone call from a guy from a foundation, and I said, sure, you know. and they do a great job of making it easier for us. I mean, obviously, in football season, we're super busy. So they've done a great job of helping us kind of organize this, um, not only to make it easy for us, but easier, ultimately, to raise more money for them. Now, it's lace up. Okay, so the way I understand it, you're going to have the gold laces today to wear with the shoes? Yeah, and actually we were fortunate due to uh, donations that all of our um, healthy players will be laced out for pediatric cancer today in, in gold shoe laces. So, um, so it'll be exciting. I think it's fun. I think, you know, the guys like any of that kind of stuff anyway. Um, but I think it just means a lot to not just play for yourself or even just for your team, but obviously, you know, families that are struggling. Now, I know this is at halftime, but still they can, fans that are here or if they want to get involved with this, how do they do it? 
ultimately, they can always email me, tyler.hopperton at msj.edu. Um, if it's not this thing, it's usually another thing. Usually every couple of weeks we got another thing going on, and that's included in the offseason. Um, and then there's a table uh, for collections at today's game as well. How much do the laces cost? What do you have to donate? Uh, they're $5, and any cash donation is accepted, but it's $5 to sponsor a player. Again, if you would like to help out, contact the football office at 513-244-4209. Well, the Division Three Top 25 rankings came out for the end of week number two, as this is week three of the college football season in Division Three, And surprisingly, the Purple Raiders of Mount Union are not on top of the Division 25, Division Three Top 25 poll. Mary Harden-Baylor garnered 24 of the 25 first-place votes. They are 1-0 in the season, along with the Purple Raiders, who beat Rose Holman two weeks ago. Well, Mount Union is number two. Then comes UW-Whitewater at number three. St. John's comes in at number four. And North Central out of Illinois is number five. Now, other teams in the top 25 from the area, Washington and Jefferson out of Pennsylvania is ranked 12th this week. They are 2-0. and John Carroll from Cleveland is ranked 14th this week. Then center, of course, that was Mount St. Joseph's scrimmage opponent just three weeks ago. They come in at number 19. They are 2-0 and on the season. John Hopkins comes in at number 21. And a couple of schools that have dropped out of the top 25 from last week, Wabash and Wittenberg. Well, going on this afternoon in Division One college football, let's take a look at the schedule and what is happening around the country later on. We'll take a look at the scores after the break. But this afternoon at 3.30, Ohio State is going to be entertaining Miami of Ohio. That game can be seen on the Big Ten Network, and that will kick off at 3.30. Elsewhere this afternoon, number 8, Auburn, will be at 17th-ranked Texas A&M. 15th-ranked UCF will be at Pitt. And Washington goes to BYU. Washington is ranked 22nd this year, this week, I should say. And that game will be on ABC. And that game will kick off at 5 o'clock. Now tonight, 16th ranked Oregon will be at Stanford. That game kicks off at 7. At 7.30 this evening, a couple of games. Number one Clemson will be entertaining Charlotte. And 12th ranked Texas will be playing Oklahoma State. The big game of the day, well, that's got third-ranked Georgia entertaining seventh-ranked Notre Dame. That game will be at 8 o'clock tonight, and that can be seen on CBS. And late games tonight at 10.30, 19th-ranked Washington State will be playing UCLA and Arizona State, 24th-ranked in the country, they will be entertaining Colorado. Taking a look at what's going on in the NFL tomorrow, we already told you Cincinnati will be at Buffalo. That's at the 1 o'clock games. Now, also at 1 o'clock tomorrow in the NFL, the Jets will be at New England. Indianapolis will host Atlanta. Baltimore goes to Kansas City. Miami will be at Dallas. Philadelphia entertains Detroit. Oakland will be traveling to Minnesota. And Denver is at Green Bay. In the 4 o'clock games, the New York Giants will be at Tampa Bay. Houston goes to L.A. to play the Chargers. The Saints will be traveling west to take on Seattle, and New Orleans will be playing under their different quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, and Pittsburgh will be at San Francisco, and Pittsburgh will be playing under a new quarterback also. Tomorrow night, the Sunday night game has the Rams going up north to take on the Cleveland Browns, and Monday night, the football game is Chicago at Washington. Right now, we are at halftime of this afternoon's ball game between the Anderson Ravens 
and the Mount St. Joseph Lions. Dan Benjamin and I will be back after this timeout. Welcome to today's game. This is Paul Keels, and you know how much I love broadcasting the Buckeyes, but I also love high school sports. On behalf of the OHSAA, let's all do our part to set a good example and make this a fun and safe experience for the kids involved. I know this game means so much to the players, coaches, and fans, but high school sports are about much more than the wins and losses. They teach life lessons that will be with the players long after their playing days are over. Good luck to both teams, and remember to respect the game. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. The School of Health Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount St. Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at msj.edu slash health sciences. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Schuler Field where we are at halftime. And the Lions are leading this one 14 to nothing as we head into the second half of action. And it was quite an interesting first half of play for the Lions as both teams really seemed to come out and were not able to get any excitement going in the ball game. It was almost like the Lions felt like they were playing a team that Anderson had maybe five or six years ago. But this is a different Anderson ball club. This is a different team that they have got this year. And right now the Lions, after somewhat waking up with about five minutes to go in the first half, lead it by two touchdowns, 14 to nothing. The Lions took a 7 to nothing lead with 8.15 left to go in the first quarter when Michael Williamson ran it in from three yards out. The Lions, in eight plays, went 60 yards in two minutes and 40 seconds. Spencer Dufresne added the extra point, and the Lions led it 7 to nothing. And it stayed that way up until there was 49 seconds left to go in the half when Paul Miner caught a three-yard TD pass from Chayton Tomlin. The Lions led it 13 to nothing. Spencer Dufresne added the extra point. He's perfect on the year, six for, or excuse me, seven for seven, and that drive. Lasted 3 minutes and 12 seconds for the Lions. They went 66 yards in 7 plays. And that's where we stand right now. 14 to nothing. The Lions leading it here at the half. Now, elsewhere in the Heartland Conference, with 2.20 left to go in the third quarter down in Tennessee, Hanover is leading Maryville 24 to 10. And, and what many would consider... An upset right now with 10.43 remaining in the third quarter. Franklin is eking out a one-point lead over Bluffton, 14-13. to If you recall a couple of years ago, what cost the Lions 
an opportunity to win the Heartland Conference all by themselves was the loss to Bluffton that they had here. And the Lions will have the Beavers coming back here later on this season. Now, just to let you know what's happening next week in the conference for the Lions. The Lions will be on the road at Franklin. That game will kick off at 1.30. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 12.30. Rose Holman will be playing at Manchester. Defiance goes to Anderson. And Bluffton will be at Hanover in the contest next week. And that's the look at the Heartland Conference. Now, in Division One football, the top 25 scoreboard so far, Florida is leading Tennessee 31-3 to with nine and a half left to go in the ballgame. Mississippi is losing by 15 to Cal, 28-13. to Cal ranked 23rd in the country this week. Alabama, that's a final, 49-7 to over Southern Methodist. And Wisconsin having an easy time today with with Michigan, 35 to eight. They're going to consider that an upset because Wisconsin is ranked 13th in the country, Michigan 11th. But coming in after that struggle that the Wolverines had with Army last week, it's a surprise. But Wisconsin right now destroying the Wolverines, 35 to eight. LSU leading over Vandy, 59-24. to Coming up in just a little bit, as we talked about earlier on the pregame show, Ohio State will be entertaining Miami of Ohio. That game will get underway at 3.30. Pitt is taking on UCF, and Auburn will be playing Texas A&M. That's a battle of a couple of teams that are in the top 25. Auburn ranked 8th, and Texas A&M is ranked 17th this week. But right back here at Schuler Field, the Lions are on top of this one, 14 to nothing over Anderson. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin, and we will be back with coming up with more when we return right after this timeout. As the executive producer of the documentary film The Seaward, I've learned the importance of breakthrough approaches to treating cancer. A breakthrough is the start of something extraordinary. To be breakthrough is to be brave. Many small breakthroughs can lead inevitably to a big breakthrough. The kinds of breakthroughs that advance the fight against cancer. The ones that save lives by the millions. You are the breakthrough. You the patients taking part in clinical trials. You the scientists doing next level research to beat cancer. You the doctors and nurses who tirelessly care for everyone along the way. Defeating cancer takes breakthrough. Let's be the breakthrough. Talk to your doctor about screenings, clinical trials, and especially prevention. Stand up to cancer. The School of Health Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount St. Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at msj.edu slash health sciences. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin, back here at Schuler Field, where this afternoon the Lions are leading by a score of 14 to nothing over the Anderson Ravens as we get ready for second half action. Chayton Tomlin in this first half of play, he was not the usual Chayton Tomlin self as he was 
13 for 21 for 139 yards and one touchdown. On the other side, Tyson Harley was 12 of 22 for 114 yards. Elijah Bug is leading the Lions in rushing. Five carries, 58 yards with a long of 43 in that first half. But where the Lions are really having problems, Bear, is, as you brought up at halftime, their third down efficiency. They are 0 for 5 in third down plays this, this ball game. Yeah, that's not good for this type of offense, you know, to gain momentum and put points on the board. But uh, hopefully that will turn around here, you know, the second half. But, uh, you know, you can say what you want, but uh, my headline right now is first half the Lions worked the bug out. And that was bug running the ball. He came in, like you said, Dave, earlier on in the broadcast, that he brought a lot of energy. Then he had that big 41-yard run, which uh, propelled him into the end zone. Well, the shorts update, I got through halftime without sitting in anything. That's, that's correct. We all left you alone, so we, we wouldn't have that issue again today. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't have a problem. Just to let everybody know, those shorts are now history. <laughs> uh, the the pods that they say pre-treat does not work. So there was, there was a major problem with that. They are now a household rag. That's good. So that, I had more questions about that on Twitter this week than anything else. <laughs> You know, you made something positive out of that. You made them a rag instead of trying to keep cleaning them. Well, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, why, why pay a water bill? That's right. You know, just I'm better off just going someplace and getting a new pair of shorts. I could have followed Wortham of Anderson to Walmart where he worked for four years <laughs> and then come back to school, and I pre- maybe he could have given me a discount. I don't know. It sounds like you got a bigger sponsor out there in P&G and Tide. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no comment on that one. <laughs> Troy Speakman's back in. He's going to drop back deep to return this kickoff as the Anderson Ravens got the opening kickoff of the ball game. And now they will kick off here in the second half. Beecham is back. Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen here this afternoon. Kicking it off is going to be Jason Marsh. And Marsh will... Approach the football, and he will kick it off, and it is a high end-over-end kick. Speakman's going to take it in at his 6, right up the middle to the 10. Cuts it to the near side to the 15, to the 20. Picks up a block, tries to break a tackle, struggles out to the 30, and that's where he's going to be brought down after a 24-yard return. And with 14.51 left to go in the third quarter, Lions lead at 14-0. They have the football. We start that kickoff right there today with a nice return by Speakman, but... uh... Watching the, the uh, extra activity after the play, man, there's still a lot of chattering going on down that field you know, on another, both sides. Another thing, too, Bear, Anderson has had a tough time on third down conversions. They're 2 of 8, just 25%. So both teams not very successful on third down today. Tomlin, with the ball resting right at his own 30, has got Bug in the backfield with him. Hand off to Bug around the left-hand side, gets hit behind the line, and he's going to be stacked up and brought down after a two-yard loss back to the 28. That was the play they ran when he had that big run in the first half, the 41-yard run, and this time the Ravens were ready for it. 14 nothing Lions on top of it. Bug in the backfield to the left of Chayton Tomlin. Ball on the far hash mark. Panky out wide to the right. Beecham slot right. Paul Miner lines up wing left and out wide to the left-hand side is Murphy. Tomlin looking over to the side. Now he's going to bring Beecham in just a little bit more. I think he wants Beecham in the backfield with him, but he's going to let him stay right there. He's barking out the signals. Play clock down to five. Now he'll take the snap. Looks out to the left. He's going to cut up the middle, get hit, spins away, tries to get away from the tackle, and he's not. He's going to throw it forward, and he's going to hit one of the offensive linemen. And... 
it will end up being a completion off of an offensive lineman and a penalty will come in. Yeah, incomplete pass here, I believe. I don't know if anybody caught that. No, it was caught, but it hit one of the linemen, so that's yeah. an illegal forward pass. Well, illegal touching on that old lineman. It's just a natural reaction when the ball comes at you, you know. You try to catch it, probably be a loss of down here, unfortunately. I can't believe they didn't stop the play dead. Tomlin was, you know, being tugged by his jersey, but the guy definitely had him in a grasp and uh, was lucky he didn't get hit. Well, the officials are going to talk about this one a lot. And now they will come out and let us know what the play call is. Illegal touching. Number 72 on the offense. Well, the illegal touching called against the Lions. So it'll be third down. Not a very good start coming out of the gate here. It's going to be third and long again, and we haven't been very efficient here, so uh, that was let's called, see what they got. That was called against Jake Kaiser, but in all honesty, you can't blame Kaiser no. for that. That was coming right at his head. Self-defense, even with a helmet on. Right. Samples is out wide to the left-hand side. Paul Miner's going to leave the ball game. Nick Murphy comes scurrying back in. Out wide right is Panky. Trips out to the near side. Ball in the far hash mark. Now Panky moves in motion towards the ball. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin, there's a flag down. He's going to cut it out to the left-hand side. He's got a lot of green to the 35. He's going to be run out of bounds at the 40. He's got a first down, but it appears the flag is going to be called against the Lions. Yeah, you're going to have a holding call in the middle of that line. Jake Kaiser is the one standing there saying, what did I do for the Lions? And it appears it's going to come back after that scurry of about 16 yards by Tomlin. Holy. 77. On the offense. 10-yard penalty. Still third down. Well, they're calling it against 77, which is Devin Harris. Boy, right now we picked up where we left off in the first half. A sloppy game. And then I don't know, you know, if they wanted to come out this half right now uh, opening up with third and what? 28, 30? That's an awful long way to get that first down. Going to be third down and 26 yards to go. Tomlin with trips out to the near side. Ball near the far hash mark. Dropping back from the 15 as Tomlin throws it out into the flat. Complete to Murphy. Murphy to the 20, 25. He's going to be stopped outside the 25 at about the 27-yard line. So it'll be a gain of 13 on the play, but far short of a first down. It brings up fourth down 12, and the Lions will be forced to punt. Yes, they will. Good safe call, though. You get the ball in Murphy's hands, let him do some damage with it. You know, he wasn't going to get the first down anyways. Give him some punting room here. See if Max can get a good one off here and change uh, field position. Staley, the freshman out of Fort Wayne, Indiana, drops back set to return. Anderson should get good field position. Somchowski nice. gets it away. A nice high spiral. Taken it by Staley. He fumbled the football, but jumps on it back at the 23-yard line. Great punt by Max after handling the snap. That was a bad snap. He hit beauty, and he had a lot of hang time there. 49-yard punt for Simchowski. His best, obviously, of his career. Did a nice job. The young man's got a good, strong leg as a freshman. I think if he keeps working at it, you know, he could uh, definitely lead this league in uh, the punting. 12:49 left to go in this third quarter of play from Schuler Field. Next week we're at Franklin, taking on the Grizz. Any update on that game with the with the Bluffton Beavers? We'll have to take a look here in just a second after this play. We'll get you an update on that. That one dropping back. Harley. Harley throws the bubble screen again. Complete the tenant at the 25-30. He breaks into the clear. 35-40. And he's going to be tripped up and brought down by Noel Hammond, who was playing deep on the defensive 
line, takes it out to the 42-yard line, and a first down for the Ravens. Great play by the Ravens there. Just a bubble screen, pulling two linemen. So it's first down for Anderson. They throw it out into the flat, and it is complete to Lipscomb. Lipscomb across the 45 and up to the 46-yard line. A gain of four on the play. A little momentum going right now. You see the Ravens want to be more up-tempo. They're getting the play in. They're not waiting to read the defense. They're just going with what they're calling. And to answer your question, Bear, Franklin now has opened up a 24-13 lead with six and a half left to go in the third over Bluffton. Harley dropping back, throws it out into the right flat, and it is complete on the play on a nice catch and a spin away from Crow. Crow caught the ball, takes it into Mount St. Joseph territory across the 45 and down to the 42-yard line, a gain of 13 and a first down. I believe that was just a missed tackle by Noah Abel. Good catch and run. First and ten, and now the side judge is going to take a timeout, and that'll be a timeout on Mount St. Joseph. Yep, they can sense the momentum getting away from them there, Dave. That's a good job calling timeout. The D-line coach is fired up at one of the D-line, and they're not getting their hands up and getting any kind of push up front right now. 11.50 left to go in this third quarter. We'll take a timeout. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 14, the Ravens nothing. Mount St. Joseph hits the road for the first time next week for a conference encounter at Franklin. The Grizz tied with the Lions in Hanover for the Heartland Conference Championship one year ago, their ninth consecutive title. This is Dave Mitchell. Join Blake Watson and I for all the action of Lions football next Saturday with Lions Rewind at 12.30, the pregame show at 1, and the kickoff from Franklin at 1.30. Defending conference champs battle next Saturday as the Lions travel to Franklin. And you can hear it all starting at 12.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, as we are back here at Schuler Field, Lions on top of a 14 nothing. They had to use a timeout because they couldn't get their defensive substitutions in in time. But, Bear, again, the Lions just don't look like they're into it today. Very lethargic out there. They don't look like they want to play football right now. And, again, I hope they're not looking ahead to Franklin. So Harley in the backfield. He's got Lipscomb. Fake hand off to Lipscomb. Throws it out on the right-hand side, and it is complete inside the 40, down to the 37-yard line. Catch made. Let's see what adjustments we're going to make here on D. It's just a simple fake counter and hit a backside slant. The defensive end's got to get his hands up. Elijah Crow picked up that pass. Gain of six, second down, and four yards to go. Harley, hand off to Lipscomb. Around the left-hand side, he's going to be hit behind the line and dropped almost at the line of scrimmage back at the 47-yard line. Check at the 37-yard line, excuse me. You can see the Ravens' offense is keeping it simple now for Harley. It's just a simple handoff or a simple play-action fake and a throw to one receiver. Lipscomb to the right. Ball on the far hash mark. Receivers out wide on both sides. Crow out wide to the right. Williams is wide to the left. Tucker is in the slot to the left-hand side. Harley, fake handoff, throws out to the right-hand side, complete to Crow. Crow near the first down, struggles forward, and I think he's got the first down near the 31-yard line. They're going to mark him just inside the 31, and after a game... Well, they're keeping it with Anderson. He got the first down, number 61, recovered that. He fumbled that forward and got the first down. So it'll be a first down for Anderson from the 31-yard line in Mount Territory. 14-0 Lions lead at 10.40 left to go in the third period. Harley, hand off to Lipscomb, cut to the left, now back to the right, struggles to the 30, maybe got to the 29, but no further. They're going to mark him right at the 30 after a yard gain. Nice play by the Lions front defensive line there. Like I said earlier here, Dave, it's just a simple, you're either handing the ball off or you're going to pull it and throw it to your right side right now. 
So let's see if the Lions put a little pressure on this quarterback. Crow out wide right, trips to the near side, ball on the far hash mark. Harley throws out to the right side, complete to Crow. Crow's got it to the 25-yard line. Five yards on the reception, and it brings up third down. Let's see, what are they calling? They're taking it back to the 30. They called it incomplete. Incomplete, okay. So it'll bring up third down and nine back to the 30. I thought he caught that ball. I did too. It looked like he did originally, yeah. but I think he, when he went to the ground, it got loose. Again, trips out to the near side. Crow is out to the far side, to the right. Movement on the line, but nothing. Now Harley is going to look over to the sideline and pick up the play call from the offensive coordinator. Play clock down to seven. Third down, nine yards to go from the 30 of Mount. Harley, fake handoff, throws into the flat, and it is incomplete. Taken away by Lugers. Lugers has got it at the 30, 20, 40, to the 50. Breaks into Anderson territory to the 40, to the 35, 30. Up the left side to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. But there's a flag call all the way back where Lugers took it away. I believe that's going to be interference on the DB. Got there a little early. Wow. Got another flag down here at the 10. And Peyton Williams is talking to the official. I'm not sure what is going on down here, down into the end zone, but everybody's coming back down to the other end of the field. Just a simple thing they've been doing this series, Dave. I already said it two or three times. It's just a handoff or it's a pull it out and throw it to the, the uh, to Harley's right side to his strength. And we need to get up on these uh, receivers a little bit more, you know. It's just a quick, like I said, counter fake, backside slant. And that's what's been killing them right now. That's what's been giving the Ravens momentum. So. Well, the ball was tipped at the line of scrimmage, so the interception stands. But there was a block in the back, all the way back. Near the 30-yard line, called against Mount. So there is no touchdown, but the Lions get the football back based upon the interception. So you cannot have pass interference if the ball was tipped. Absolutely not. I did not see that ball tipped, but, boy, we got a break there. you got to take advantage right now. The offense has to put this ball in the end zone. Well, let's see. No, they're going to take it down to the Anderson end of the field. Evidently, the block in the back took place at about the 9-yard line of Anderson, so they're going to take it all the way back to the 19. And that's where the Lions will set up shop first and 10 at the 19-yard line of Anderson. Got to punch it in here, Dave. Yeah. You can't can't get third and six or third and five. You need to punch this ball in in about two plays. Tomlin with bug to the left of him. Trips to the near side. Samples is out to the left-hand side. Now moving in motion is Cooper Earls. Dropping back is Tomlin. Rolls out to the right. Looks into the end zone. Throws it into the end zone. Complete touchdown! We got flags. We've got flags. That's Jake Ayler with his first career touchdown pass reception. But there are flags all the way back in the backfield. I think you're going to have a cold against the Lions. Oh, boy. It's been a sloppy game. But, boy, great play action fake there. Tomlin did a great job actually telling the receiver to go downfield as he was scrambling to his right and hit him on the run in the end zone. And it will be a hold against the Lions. So it'll be a 10-yard penalty. And it'll take it back to the 29-yard line. And bring up first down. Just just a very sloppy game today right now. And I'm hoping that somehow, you know, they can break through here in you know, the next 9 minutes and 41 seconds to do something special. But 9.41 left to go in this third quarter. Lions lead it 14 nothing. 
It's second down and make a first down and 20 for the Lions after that hold. Tomlin looks over to the sideline, trying to audibleize. He's got Bug right behind him. Dropping back. Now Tomlin, fake handoff, throws over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Panky knocked away and incomplete on a good defensive play by Cole Patrician. Out of Illinois. Patrician just reached in. He did. So it'll bring up second down. And 20 yards to go for the Lions. Well, you got to find a way to get the ball into the end zone here and really take over the momentum of this ball game. Yeah, I think the Ravens' defense had a great game plan. They're not going to let you beat them deep right no, now. No. you got to throw it short or you're going to make Tomlin run it. Handoff goes to Bug. Bug spins to the right, breaks away from a tackle inside the 30. Flags. Another flag is down near the 26-yard line. and There's another Rainer incident going on on the sideline, and that one with Cooper Earls. Boy, it's getting really sloppy. They're going to call another holding call here. Rainer is going to be taken out of the ball game, I believe. Yep, they're going to pull him out. I think Steve Rock is kind of getting tired of Rainer's antics. Well, they're going to keep him in. I'm yeah, surprised. I don't know, you know, but these, again, you come here on the road, you want to have a little attitude and some swag, but you don't want to take it to the point where you're going to get penalties or... Uh, another... I wonder if Tom Brady's watching this game because another hold takes it all the way back to the 39-yard line and it brings up second down and 30. He'd have turned this thing off by now. Yes, he would have. Receivers out wide, empty backfield. Tomlin out of the straight shotgun, audibleizing at the line. On second down and 30 from the 39-yard line. Dropping back Tomlin. Looks over the middle. It is complete on the play to Brock, and Brock has it down to the 33-yard line, make it the 32-yard line. Gain of six on the reception, and it'll bring up third down and good, about 23. Good job by Tomlin just taking that underneath route, letting the guy get some yardage. They need another one of those right here. Probably not going to get the first down. I hope they prove me wrong, but if he can get this thing inside to 20, we've got to have a good opportunity for three points on the board. Play clock down to 16. Again, empty backfield. Five receivers, three out to the far side, two to the near side. Panky's in the slot. Beecham not into the ballgame right now. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looks over the middle. He's going to throw over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Brock, and he dropped the ball. Had it at the six, and then when he hit the ground, he coughed it up. Tomlin took a shot. And now there's some flags all over the place. The offensive line for the Lions think that that was a cheap shot by the Ravens. There was no flag thrown in the backfield, though, Bear. No, I have to think this, Dave. There's going to be some ejections going on right here. You just can't let this keep going as officiating crew. Everybody's getting chippy out there. It was, I believe, 25 for the Ravens. I, I don't think uh, it was an illegal shot. You know, they just put a good hit on Tomlin. But uh, what a pass he made. That ball should have been caught. Should have been a first down and goal. But uh, was that Panky that just couldn't come up with the catch? Uh, no, that was Brock that couldn't. He caught the ball, but when he hit the ground, he coughed it up. And I did not see what happened to Tomlin at the end, although he did take a shot after he let go of the ball. Yes, he did. But, uh, and the Lions. Two penalties after the so two penalties. Dead ball, dead ball penalties on sportsmanlike conduct against the Lions is the first one. And another one against Anderson, so they'll be offsetting. That was Harris for us that got that penalty. I'm sure he didn't take kind of the hit that Tomlin took. 
It'll be fourth down for the Lions, and let's see what they decide to do. I think Tyler Hopperton talking with Caleb Carrill. By the way, Caleb's birthday was earlier this week. I was told I couldn't give his age, but it's somewhere between 29 and 31. Well, I'll have to use my math there to figure that out, huh? But you can't give it, but I can, right? Yeah, you can. <laughs> We're somewhere near the 30, correct? Let's see. Lions are going to send out the offensive unit. They're going to go for it here, Bear. Well, you're in that, uh, you know, questionable area. If you try a field goal, you know, they get it back there where they get 32. it. 32. You're not getting much out of it, so you might as well go for it here. Yeah, it'd be a, if they went for the field goal, it'd be about a 49-50 yard yep. attempt. Hey, you know what? All you got to do here is just tell Tomlin, right. don't, don't take a sack. If you throw an interception, that's great. Down the field is as good as a punt. Here we go. Empty backfield. Trips out to the far side. Beecham is in the slot on the left. Dual receivers out wide right. Dropping back Tomlin. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. He's got a receiver. Brock again at the 10. And he is really close to the first down. They're going to spot him right at the 10. Cooper Earls is coming in and saying he was at the 9. But they're going to put him at the 10. And let's see. Is it a... He's short, according to the official. Boy, on the far well, I'll side. tell you what. Where that ball is sitting, Bear, they've got to measure that. I, they didn't even give an opportunity to measure it. They. No, they have got to measure that. They're going to turn it over to Anderson on downs, but they have got wow. to measure that. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know. I don't. You know, I'm not an official. I know I get on them a little bit, but uh, that one for sure. They definitely need to go back and measure that. They didn't give him a chance. The down wow. one is right at the ten yard line. Yep. I mean, they haven't even moved the yard markers <laughs> from where Anderson took it over. They haven't even moved them. It's right where the yard marker was. But nonetheless, Anderson's going to get the football first and ten. Empty backfield. Harley's going to drop back on first yeah. down into the end zone. Throws it out into the flat. And it is complete to Tennant. He's going to be dropped at the nine for a yard loss on the completion. Great, great rush. I believe that was 97 for us coming off the edge. He did a great job. Again, Harley does not have the time or the opportunity to throw the ball down the field just because of the lack of strength. Good coverage in the secondary that allowed the rush to get to him. Noah Hammond has had an outstanding game here today. We've mentioned his name quite a bit, haven't we? Yep. Let's hope he can get in there and get another hit on the quarterback, Harley, and cause a turnover here. Wortham moves in motion out of the backfield to the near side. Dropping back Harley. Pirouettes again. Throws the bubble screen onto the right-hand side. Complete to Tennant. Out to the 13-yard line. Gain of four. And it will bring up third down and seven. Great job by the defense. They've done a great adjustment here. They know he's going to get rid of the ball rather quickly. They stayed home. Obviously a short game. Third down. A long seven yards to go from the 13. Harley with Wortham. Off to his right. Brings receivers out wide on both sides. Williams. Out wide to the left. See if we can get a pick, Dave. Dual receivers out to the right. Dropping back Harley. Harley throws it over the middle. He's got a receiver that's tenant complete at the 27-yard line, and he's got the first down after a gain of 13 on the play. That's a good route by that young man, a good ball by Harley. That might have been the first line drive I've seen him throw out of there. I'm impressed with Harley's short passing ability, Yes. but his long passing ability so far is left open to question. Yes, that'll come with experience. We're going to get a flag on Dropping this. back Harley. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is incomplete. Almost intercepted by Luke. Well, check it. That is not Luger's. Almost intercepted by Joseph Thaxton of the Lions. We almost got a uh, too many men on the field there. I don't know why the line judge on this side didn't throw the flag. Excuse We're me. I was wrong again. That was Dustin Laddermill. We're allowed to be wrong now and then. We need better <laughs> numerals. 
Harley, empty backfield. Second down, 10 yards to go. Williams out wide to the left. Dropping back. He's going to throw it out to Williams on the left-hand side, and he's going to be hit by Speakland and dropped right at the 30. Nice play by Speakman to come up quickly in coverage and make the tackle. Yep, good job by Speakman, good read. Again, that's all he can really get off right now is that quick pass, that three-step, and let it go. Third and six, ball just across the 30. Anderson looking things over. Harley with 6.20 remaining to go in the third. Lions lead it by two TDs, 14 zip. Dropping back Harley. Looks over the middle, blitz. on the blitz, throws the bubble pass, that is complete to Williams. Williams has got the first down to the 40, 45, he's going to hit a couple people, breaks free, across the 50, and down to the 48-yard line in Mount St. Joseph territory. First time I've seen us take a big risk today, and obviously didn't get the result we wanted, but good job by Harley staying in the pocket, hitting Williams across the middle. 19 yards on the completion, and a first down for Anderson. Big, big play for the Ravens. Dropping back, Harley looks over the middle. Virtually no rush. Boy, a lot of holding going on. Fast throw to Wortham, and Wortham is going to be hit at the 46 and dropped for a six-yard loss all the way back in Mount St. Joseph territory at the 46. I believe that's Noah Abel, the corner on the on the opposite side, did a great job of reading that and coming up for the loss. Harley, 21 of 34, passing for 170 yards so far in this game. No touchdowns and two interceptions. And now a timeout called by the line judge. And we've got Williams, P.J. Williams, down on one knee at the line of scrimmage, the receiver for Anderson. That might be a little break for the Lions right now. They're walking off the field, looking a little tired. You know, they get a little breather here, maybe substitute some linemen and get some pressure on Harley. Well, Williams can't be out of gas. He's from (laughs) Miami Shores, Florida. So this is a day in the winter for him. Yes, it's definitely not the heat. But he took a shot after that long run, and now he's down on a knee, but he's up, and he'll walk off to the far side. Boy, it is just a beautiful day here today, Bear. About, what, about 75, 80 degrees? Yes, it's beautiful out here. Better enjoy it. Come basketball season, this is (laughs) not going to be here. No, we hope so for at least the first month and a half. That would be nice. So after that official's timeout, Anderson, are they going to allow this timeout to continue a little bit longer? It looks like they are, but it will bring up second down, 16 yards to go for Anderson, back in mount in their own territory at the 46-yard line. Lions looking to shut down Anderson after a big first down completion to Williams two plays ago. Harley with Lipscomb off to his right. Harley's going to throw the ball up the left side. An incomplete. Nice play out on the left-hand side by Noah Abel. Boy, we've called his name a lot yes, today, too. Yes, we have. He's done a fantastic job in coverage today. You know, he's maybe given up one or two decent plays to Harley and a wide out over there, uh, but uh, he's been all over his man today. Brings up third down, 16. And this is what you want to do. You want to put the freshman in this type of a position. See if he forces one down the middle and floats it. See if somebody can go get it. Cade Bechtold is into the ball game. Coming out wide left for Anderson. His first appearance. Dropping back Harley. Harley's going to throw the ball over the middle. And it is is going to be intercepted by the Lions at the 29-yard line. And that's Peyton Williams. There it is, Dave. We said you make Harley throw the ball a little bit further than he likes to right now as the young freshman struggles getting the ball down the field. And 
Great result on the defensive end with the pick. Third interception thrown today by Harley. And that's not him right now, to be honest with you. As a freshman, a 6'3", 230-pound freshman, he's going to be a great quarterback. He's just, you know, young and developing right now, and I know he's going to be a very, very good quarterback here in the near future. Well, we've said it a couple of times today, but a Bears saying again, Bear, this is definitely a different Anderson team. Yes. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin on first and ten. Throws it out to Panky. Panky, 35, to the 40, to the 45, and a hold is going to be called, and it looks like it's going to be on Nick Murphy. And obviously you heard the crowd a little bit upset (laughs) over that call. I think they didn't like it, Dave. But, you know... Murphy has got his hands outstretched like, what did I do? I was watching him on that play. Actually, I was watching both blocks. Beacom made a great block, but then Murph got lazy on his initial block and let let go a little bit and had to grab him back in. So that's that's a good call by the ref. Hopefully they'll hear that for once. Well... Tom Brady turned this game off a long time ago and is probably tweeting about it as we speak. These officials have not endeared themselves to either side here today. No, they haven't. But you know what? They've had a tough task because early in that first half, we we saw a lot of uh, chirping going on out there and, you know, kids getting in each other's face. So it's not an easy job out there to do. That's going to knock it back to the 31-yard line and bring up Second down, or make a first down in about eight. Tomlin, hand off to Tommy. Tommy cuts it back to the 35, out to the 36-yard line. That's a gain of five for Trevor Tommy. Great cut by Tommy. He should have been tackled for a loss. He did a little nice shake and bake and avoided the first initial hit and got upfield and got a gain. You know, there are, there are signs that you see every once in a while that this offensive line is starting to become a cohesive unit. Yep, they need, they need to keep developing. Second down three from the 36. And the pass goes out to Murphy. Murphy to the 40. Runs out of bounds outside the 40 to the 41-yard line. That's a five-yard gain and another first down for the Lions. Coach Caleb's doing a great job right here. He's just keeping the ball in possession of the offense. The defense has been on the field too much. Just keep moving the chains right now, you know. Who cares if you go down and use four minutes and get three points? Tomlin, 18 for 29 in the ball game, 200 yards. And one touchdown. Tomlin on first and ten from the 42. Switches Tomey to the left. Ball in the near hash mark. Hand off to Tomey. Right up the middle. Cuts it off the left tackle now. Out to the 44. He's going to be near the 45. They may give him to the nose of the football to the 45. That's a gain of three, and it brings up second and seven. Boy, he's a hard-nosed runner, and you got to like that. You know, we'll, we'll take three or four yards out of him. He's almost breaking that one right there. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 3.35 remaining to go in this third quarter. 14-0 Lions lead it. They've got a second and seven from the 45 in their own territory. Tomey switches over to the left-hand side. Ball in the middle of the field. Dropping back Tomlin. Throws it out to the right. Complete to Cooper Earls. Earls at the 47 to the 48. Struggles out of bounds at the 49-yard line. Another three-yard completion, and it brings up third down and about three yards to go for the Lions. Again, we talked about the third down conversions. These are makeable. There's no doubt that, you know, you can do what you want as a coordinator. You can run it. You can throw the quick bubble. You can play action, even take one downfield if you want to here. Ball at the 49 in Mount Territory. Tomlin barking out the play call, audibleizing. He's got Michael Williamson in the backfield with him now. Moving in motion to the near side 
is Earls. Dropping back, Tomlin throws it over the middle, and it is complete to the 47, to the 45, and run out of bounds at the 36-yard line on the play is Joseph Thaxton. Thaxton snuck into the ball game and caught the pass out of Memphis, Tennessee, and he's got a first down for the Lions. Again, a simple read. You know, they brought him in motion. All he did is run a five-yard underneath route, just got right underneath the backers. Great job by Tom. 2.30 remaining to go in this third quarter. Lions with a first down at the 41-yard line of Anderson. He's got Michael Williamson to the right. Ball in the near hash mark. Receivers out wide on both sides. Low snap, but Tomlin gets it. Drops straight back. No no rush. Gets it out on the left-hand side, and it is complete to Chandler Kinhalt. Kinhalt out of New Richmond, Ohio. He's a sophomore. Nice job by him coming back to that pass and making the completion and then get a few more yards after. Here we go. Second and three, Dave. You know, if I'm Caleb, I'm going to take a wild guess. Might see a little play action. I know they're in cover two, but they hit the, uh, oh, they're going to cover one. He might go down the middle of the field here. Second down, three yards to go for the Lions from the 34 of Anderson. Williamson switches from the left to the right of Tomlin. Tomlin. Looks things over, takes the snap, handoff to Williamson. Nice. He's got the first down to the 30, breaks a tackle inside the 30, down to the 26-yard line, a gain of eight. First Great. down for the Lions. Great job hitting the hole. Bear, we talked about how Tomlin was got the ball to different receivers against Geneva today. Nine different receivers he's targeted. Nick Murphy with the most catches, six. And that's awesome because when you do that, it's hard to watch film and figure out who you're going to take away. First and ten for the Lions at the 26 of Anderson. Dropping back, Tomlin looks to the left. He's going to throw to the right. He's got a receiver. It is oh, complete nice to Beecham. Nice catch off the shoestrings, and he takes it in for the score. And the Wait official, 30 yards away from the play, came in and said the ball hit the turf. Oh my! He was 30 yards away from the play, Bear, and he came in and said it was incomplete. I don't know how you call that when you're 30 yards away. That's poor officiating. You are the line judge on the opposite side, and you run to the other hash to call an incomplete pass. I have to say the uh, head official is going to have to have a talk with him after the game because that is definitely not his call. Wow. He was literally 30 yards away from the play and called that an incompletion. Second down and 10 from the 26 of Anderson. Dropping back. Tomlin looks over the middle, gets a good protection, throws it into the completion to the touchdown. No! Beecham dropped the ball in the end zone. They went right back to Cornell trying to get the pass in. I like the call. I really do. The, I did too. the line did a great job holding him up front and a great ball. He's got to hold that one in. You know, I love him coming right back to him though. Brock is into the ball game and they're going to pull Beecham out. He's had a couple of long runs and he gets it. What did they just call? Roughing the passer. Roughing. I didn't even see a flag down. I didn't either. I had to come very late. Roughing the passer penalty, personal foul. So it'll take it down to the, where are they going to spot the football? At the 13-yard line, half the distance to the goal. Down to the 13, and it's first and goal for the Lions. First down, check it, first down, 10 yards to go for the Lions. The ball's at 13. You got Paul Miner in here in the slot here. Right, but see if they play action fake and use him on a boot. Handoff up the middle nope. goes to Tommy. Tommy off the right tackle to the ten, to the five, and he's in for the score. That's Williamson. Excuse me, Williamson for the touchdown. Thirteen-yard run by Michael, and the Lions now lead it twenty to nothing. 
Great run by Williamson. I can tell you right now, Miner went in motion, short motion, and had a nice little crackback on the down lineman there to allow Williams to get outside edge, and he did the rest of the work once he got past the line of scrimmage. Big, big drive by the Lions, and they open up a three-touchdown lead as we are towards the end of the third quarter, 44 seconds to go in it. Dufresne will attempt the extra point, puts it up, and it is no good. That's the first one he's missed this year. 44 seconds left to go in this third quarter flag. play. And what is the flag? We're going to have an unsportsmanlike on Paul Miner, I believe, unfortunately. After the ball was missed. Boy, Tyler Hopperton, you could just tell, he is not a happy camper. Well, can you blame me? Uh, you know, right now, you're beating a team by 20 points. You know, let your play do the talking, gentlemen. 44 seconds left to go, and Hop is down in the huddle with the kickoff team telling them, let's just settle down here and finish out this game. They'll be kicking off from their own 20. Well, what's unfortunate there is a lot of this could have been taken care of with a couple of flags in the first quarter. Absolutely, I agree with you. Once you start seeing them, you know, face to face, face mask to face mask, you guys, official, get in there and say, hey, that's enough. And I don't think this crew's done that enough, to be honest with you. You know, you let it go once and twice, and all of a sudden it gets a snowball effect. Ryan Murray from Coleraine Jr. will be kicking it off. Dufresne does the extra points and field goals, and Murray does the kickoffs this year. We need a good kick out of Ryan right here and great coverage because they could return this thing to the 50 if we don't get there. Staley back set to return along with Keith, and Staley is going to take it in at the 23 to the 30 to Ooh. the 35. He's going to be hit and dropped right at the 35-yard line. Michael Williamson with a big, big tackle. That was uh, our linebacker, wasn't it? Looked like Adam Slusher, you're yes, right. Yes, Slusher. He's, we called his name a few times. We have. And a lot on special teams, you know. A lot of these people don't realize how big special teams are. And here's a kid who plays starting linebacker, and he's down there making a hit on special teams. I'd love to see that. Ball at the 35-yard line in Anderson territory, and they take it over first and 10. 37.2 seconds remaining in this third quarter. Harley with Lipscomb to the right. Drops back. He throws that pirouette again out to Lipscomb on the right side in the flat to the 40, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 43-yard line. Yep, Dave, you're right. He's thrown that pirouette quite a bit this half, you know. They're just taking decision-making out of his hands, and it's just, we're going to call this play, you're going to do this, and you're going to get rid of it. Gain of eight on the play, second down, two yards to go. Low snap, Harley hands it off to Lipscomb around the right-hand side. He's going to struggle forward, and he's got a first down outside the 44 to the 46-yard line. That'll be a first down for Anderson, 16 and a half left to go. Clock stops on the first down. Harley looking things over, 11 seconds now as the clock starts running. They got the chains moved. Harley now looks to the sideline, six seconds to go. 
He's going to have to hurry to get the playoff. Three seconds, two seconds, one second. He just barely got it off before the end of the quarter. Harley throws it up the left-hand side. There's a push-off. No call, and the catch is made on the play on a nice catch over the back shoulder by James Tucker. Slosser was on him. He had great position. He fell down. The kid gave him a little push. No call. Again, the ball was not a well-thrown ball and should have been picked, but... You know, no call by the referee. I guess you just let it stand. Down to the 25-yard line. That's the end of the quarter. That'll be the end of the quarter. So we've played three here from Schuler Field. And your score at the end of three quarters. It's Mount St. Joseph 20 and the Ravens nothing. Mount St. Joseph University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, the Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University are employed, enrolled in graduate studies, or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu. This Mount St. Joseph University broadcast is made possible by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, Mount St. Joseph University, The Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue, Iron Sharpens Iron, and Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Mount St. Joseph broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Schuler Field as we open up the fourth and final quarter of play. Anderson has got it down to the 25-yard line of the Lions. And the Lions have the lead, though, 20 to nothing. Harley, who's had an outstanding day as the freshman quarterback for the Ravens, but hasn't been able to put anything on the board, throws it out into the right flat, and it is complete to Williams inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. Good ball by Harley. Nice catch by Williams over there. Got out of bounds after about a 7-yard game. Harley has spread the wealth around also. He's got six different receivers. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. A lot of movement on the line, and now the side judge is going to blow the play dead. And it will be offside against the Lions. Is the preliminary call. So, offside against the Lions. 25 for 40 today, Tyson Harley. 234 yards, but his downfall has been the interceptions. He's thrown three. Yeah, just a young quarterback right now, Dave. He just cannot get the ball down the field with any accuracy or any zip on it. 14-40 left to go. Harley on first and 10 from the 15. Hands it off up the middle. And taking it down inside the 10 to the 9 is Lipscomb. Lipscomb with a five-yard gain. Lipscomb today, nine carries for 14 yards. Handoff, fake handoff, throw over the middle, complete the talent. Talent gets it inside the five to the four, and that'll be a first down. You know, Dave, they haven't run a whole lot of plays this half. It's just been that simple counter. You either give it or you pull it out and hit the backside slam. Wortham, their leading rusher, and the handoff goes to Lipscomb. Lipscomb from the four, takes it to the three, maybe to the two, before he is stacked up and brought down by Gavin Brennan, the birthday boy tomorrow. There you go. We, we need the defense to dig your heels in here. Force them to kick a PAT or a field goal attempt. You know, don't, Brennan, let them, don't let them score. Brennan will leave. Bo Kooning is into the ballgame now for the Lions across that line. 13-40 remaining to go in the ballgame. Lions lead it by 20 to nothing. 
Harley with Lipscomb to his left. They move motion. Crow to the ball. Handoff goes to Lipscomb. He's going to be hit and dropped at the five. Good job up front. I think they realize, you know, as we just talked, they're either going to hand off, pull, or throw the slant. So we got to get a little tighter on our coverage here. You know he's probably going to pull the ball out here and throw a slant of some nature. That was J.J. Courtney with the play. Great job, J.J. To lose two yards, and it's third down and goal to go from the four. Moving in motion is talent to the left side. Dropping back Harley. Harley is going to be hit behind the line. He fumbles the football. Ball loose on the field. And I think the Lions have jumped on it. They have. Lions have recovered the football. And the recovery made by Bo Cooney. What a job by the defense. You're first and goal inside the five. And you turn them away and then come away with a takeaway. Excellent job by the defense. Great job. The Lions take it over. 12.55 left to go in this ball game. It's 20 to nothing, Mount St. Joseph. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen Staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. While you're away, Paul Miner caught a pass out on the left-hand side, picked up the first down. Now the pass is complete out from the 34-yard line to the 40-yard line to Chase Panky. Panky picks up six, and it brings up second down four. Good job by the offense here. A little momentum going. Boy, these officials aren't wasting any time. They're getting that ball in play and trying to get this game over, I think. Boy, I'll tell you, the, the one thing I've seen over the last couple of years, Bear, is they don't wait until the chains are set to start the clock, and they don't measure anything anymore. <laughs> That must be a new rule. It must be. Two. Tomlin with the running back off to the right of him. Trips to the near side. Ball in the far hash mark. Chayton takes the snap. Throws it out to the left-hand side. Complete oh. to Panky. He slipped and fell down. He's close to a first down. It's a gain of about four on the play, and it brings up third down and a yard out to the 43-yard line. Again, just taking what they're giving him. Panky had a nice little four-yard catch. He was trying to cut back. He had room in the middle and just couldn't keep his feet. So it brings up third and short for the Lions. They need to get to the 44-yard line ball right at the 43. Hanover leading Maryville 24-10. Franklin 24-19 over Bluffton. They're in the fourth quarter of that one. Tomlin. Pitches it back outside to Williamson. Williamson gets it across the 45, up to the 50. A gain of six and a first down for the Lions. Great job on just the sprint option. Obviously, Tomlin's going to pitch it. Let Williamson do all the rest of the work there. Williamson, nine carries today, 34 yards. Lions have had a better rushing attack today than they did against Geneva. Yeah, they have, but you got to give the Ravens credit. They've taken away the deep ball, and they've taken away some of the shorter routes, so they hadn't been forced to run the ball. Receivers out wide on both sides. First and ten for the Lions 
right across midfield. Tomlin out to the left, complete on the play to Brock. Brock's got it inside the 45 to the 44-yard line of Anderson. That's a gain of five on the completion and brings up second and five. Just keep it short and simple. Keep the clock running. Keep the chains moving. Ten and a half left to go in the ball game and running. They, there's an opportunity. The safety got a little uh, antsy there when he came up on that ball was released and let his man go. So let's see if they pick up on that next time they're in that formation. Chandler Kinhout out wide to the left-hand side for the Lions. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. Ball on the near hash mark. Hand off to Williamson. Right up the middle to the 40-yard line. Skips to the left inside the 40 to the 39 before he is gang-tackled and brought down on the play by Andrew Coleman. Boy, a lot of extracurricular activity after tackles today on both sides, Bear, that is really unnecessary. Absolutely. I, I felt right there the officials should have blown the whistle a little bit quicker. It was just a pile like a scrum. They weren't going anywhere. Jarvik's Langham into the ball game at left guard. The 6'2", 325-pound sophomore again out of Georgia. 9.44 remaining. Lions lead it 20 to nothing. First and 10 from the 38. Dropping back Tom. Looks up the middle. Now he's going to cut to the left. Still looking down. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got Panky! And he's got the catch in the end zone. Incomplete! Panky's still got the football. They're going to say the football hit the ground. I do not know. Unbelievable. There is no way that ball hit the ground, Bear. No way. No, I agree with you there, Dave. There's no way. He came up clean with that ball. And unlike the NFL, you only need one foot in bounds. He clearly had one foot in bounds. Wow. Boy, what a great job by Tom and by time. Oh, yeah. Where to go and let him perfect. Panky comes off into the ball game again as Kinholt. Trips out to the far side for the Lions on second and ten from the 38. Elijah Bug is back into the ball game. He goes to the left. Tomlin wanted him over to the right-hand side. And now a flag is going to be thrown by the side judge. Sideline warning. A sideline warning against... Boy, we have seen... Wow. Boy, oh boy. Coach Caleb talking to the, the, the judge who just made that call. Definitely not the best crew I've seen in my 23 years of uh, no, football. This... Being watched, coach. This has not been the kind of film that you're going to show to officials and say, this is how you do it. Second down, 10 from the 38-yard line of Anderson. Tomlin looks back at the play clock. Five on the play clock. Drops back. Looks up the left side. He's going to throw it over the middle. Complete on the play. It is to Nick Murphy inside the 30 down to the 26. Nick Murphy with a great spin move. Coming out of his cut, the guy, the linebacker thought he was going to do an out, and he spun right back in the middle field. But again, a great job by the O-line giving Tomlin time. Jake Ayler back into the ball game now at receiver. You've got Kinhole out wide left, Ayler slot left. Bug in the backfield to the left of Tomlin, ball in the center of the field, first and ten from the 26 of Anderson. Dropping back Tomlin. Throws out to the left-hand side. Complete. It goes to Ken Holt. Ken Holt cuts inside a block. Inside the 20 to the 15. He'll be run out of bounds at the 14-yard line. And a lot of activity going on outside that sideline. Couldn't see much that's going on down there today. But nice catch. And a great block downfield. I didn't see who made that block downfield. But an excellent block. To get some more yards. 12-yard completion. Tomlin 27 for 41. 
273 yards today. First and 10 for the Lions from the 14. Dropping back, Chait looks to the left, looks to the right. He's going to be hit from the shoestrings and dropped. I don't know why there wasn't a flag there unless I saw what I didn't see, which I thought number 67 for the Ravens put his foot out and tripped him. Andrew Coleman's going to get credit for the sack. Takes it back to the 19-yard line, second down, 14 yards to go. Eight minutes remaining in the ballgame. Boy, you just want to get out of this thing, you know? Yeah, a touchdown would put a nail in the coffin here for sure, but uh, they, they got good drive here. Let's keep it going. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Ball on the near hash mark. Trips to the far side. Tomlin good throws call. the screen. Complete to Williamson to the 15. Cuts it to the 10, and he's going to be tripped up at the 9. Boy, was, Good he, open field tackle by Anderson. Williamson's going to watch the film on that one, Davis. I should have just kept going north and south because he had another three or four yards and made a shorter third down. Dagan Ciceri making a nice open field tackle for Anderson. He's the 5'8", 165-pounder from Clearwater, Florida. Boy, Rock has really made, as, as Mount goes south to Georgia, it looks like Anderson goes south to Florida. <laughs> Out of the I formation, fake handoff. Allen rolls to the right, throws it over the middle, and it is complete to Panky. He's got it at the 5, struggles forward to the 4, and I think he's got, they're going to say he's down at the 6. Yeah, that was Paul Miner coming out yeah, of that you're right, slot Paul spot. Minor. Boy, that almost got picked off. But what a great catch by Paul Miner. They're going to be a little bit short here, Dave. It's going to be fourth and two. Uh, the decision's already been made. They're going for it. Oh, yeah. Well, you figure this. You don't get it. they got to go a long way yep. to put points on the board with only 643 in the game. Fourth down, two yards to go for a first down for the Lions from the six. In the backfield, Williamson, Tomlin. Hand off to Williamson, cuts it off left guard. He's got the first down to the four. Yes, sir. Anderson says they held him, but, boy, he, he easily made the four-yard line. Absolutely. If they marked this short of a first down and don't measure it, I'd be highly disappointed. Let's they, see. They signaled for the first down already. Well, first down and goal for the Lions. A lot of time going off that clock. This is a great drive by the Lions. 6.20 remaining to go in the ball game and running. Williamson in the backfield. First and goal from the three. Make it the four, excuse me. From the four. Tomlin with the play clock down to 19. Still plenty of time. Miner switches from wing left to wing right. Ball in the far hash mark. Hand off to Williamson around the right side. has got a block by Miner. Struggles in. He's close to the end zone. He's in for the score. Great run by Williamson. Michael Williamson with the touchdown run. And the Lions have extended their lead out. 26 to nothing. We got a flag on the field. What's going on down there? We got the line judge coming in talking to the head referee. I'd be very surprised if he calls unsportsmanlike, dead ball. And the officials are looking at. It's going to be on them, it looks like. Don Anderson. Take it on the kickoff. Yep. Unsportsmanlike conduct against Anderson. And it'll be enforced on the kickoff. So it's 26 to nothing. Lions 555 remaining to go in the ballgame. And Dufresne will attempt the extra point. Lions on a great drive. They elapsed a lot of time off of that clock. And Anderson jumps off. 
They blew the play dead before Dufresne drilled the kick. Yeah, great job by him continuing with what he's supposed to do. And let's see. It is going to be offside against Anderson. I'm not sure what the delay here is. The official... The referee was not talking to anybody, but he was taking forever to let everyone know what it was. Yeah, I, I think he gave uh, Coach Hopperton the option of taking a penalty and moving it closer or just, you know, not accepting it and keeping it right there and making it a true PAT. But here we go. We're just not sure what we're going to do with the ball. Has somebody made a decision? There we go. Well, let's see what's going on here now again. Everybody seems to be meandering around. Now we've got the ball set and ready to play. So Dufresne again is going to attempt the extra point. Lions lead at 26-0, and Dufresne puts it up, and it is good. 5.55 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, the Lions 27, the Ravens nothing. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Well, the Lions kicked it off from midfield, and eventually after the kickoff was taken in by Charles Keith, he ran her back out to the 10. That's where Anderson will start. First and 10. I guess they're going to spot him at the 11. Dropping back Harley, down 27 to nothing. He's going to throw it deep up the left-hand side to Williams, and it's incomplete. That was his best ball of the day. He actually threw that ball well down the field. But uh, going back to that kickoff, Ryan uh, Murray teed that ball up a little bit differently, Dave, and punched it right down inside the 10. And I don't know why they didn't fair catch it to take it at the 25 because it was great coverage by the Lions. That last drive by the Lions that gave them the next touchdown, 14 plays, 95 yards in seven minutes. That's a great drive. That's what you want for your coach, Hopper, Coach Caleb. 5.42 remaining. Harley throws over the middle, blocked by Kandra. Ball is, uh, officials waited a long time before they marked that pass incomplete. I saw him signal an incomplete, but did not hear a whistle. 
So it'll bring up third down and 10 yards to go for Anderson from the 11, their own 11. Harley has got Wortham in the backfield with him. These two teams are going to play again in about seven weeks. And we're on the road, correct? That's right. Up there, Harley, bad snap, but he got it, throws it out to the left flat, and it is incomplete. He tried to get it to Cade Bechtold, but could not get it to him in time, and it's incomplete. Fourth down on the play. Well, that's good and bad playing a team twice in one season. You know, you beat them one game, but they're going to make adjustments, you know. Coach Rock's not going to sit back and let you keep doing the same thing. No. And he is a very, very good coach. So it's fourth down, and it will be punting time for Anderson. We got Speakman back tonight. This punt, Bear, I agree with. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, low liner. And it's a low liner. Speakman takes it in at the 47, cuts to the left, to the 40, cuts back to the right inside the 40, and he'll be dropped at the 37-yard line. 5.23 left to go in the football game. Saturday, November the 9th at Anderson is when these two teams will play again. I can tell you right now, Anderson doesn't want to look too far ahead, but uh, you can see they just lack a few pieces of the puzzle. They got a great quarterback there. He's going to be very, very good as he gets more games under his belt. Do we have another flag? (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, we do. Right about the 41, 42-yard line, dead ball. You know, unsportsmanlike conduct. My father used to say about announcers, which is weird because I got into the the job, they get paid by the word. These officials, I think, are being paid by the call. It's on the incentive basis. Well, they're going to get their extra bonus today because they've thrown that flag so many times. Takes it down to the 29-yard line, 523 remaining. Chayton Tomlin, I'm going to give you a stat here that is going to be hard to believe, but it is true right after this play. Dropping back Tomlin. Rolls out to the right. Looks up the field. He's going to throw it into the end zone. It is complete! Flag is thrown way late. And it is complete on the play. And I believe that's to... Not sure who that... I can't see who that... I think it's Ayler. And they believe it's 15. It's way down in the far corner of the end zone. It's a touchdown, but a flag was thrown. Boy, that was extremely late there. Yeah, he was reaching for it, but I don't know if he was calling holding on the defense or an illegal pick on the offense. Well, let's see. Here we go again. Pass interference against the Lions. Coming into this game, it's going to take it back to to five-yard penalty, and it'll take or check at fifteen-yard penalty. It'll mark it back to the thirty-nine-yard line. It's a 15-yard penalty. Wow. Excuse me. Back to the 39-yard line. So it brings up first down and 25. Tomlin with trips out to the far side. Drops back. Throws it out into the right flat. Complete on the play to Brock. Brock to the 35. Inside the 35. Down to the 32-yard line. Coming into this ball game, Tomlin, in three games against Anderson, had 18 touchdown passes. He now has 19. Wow. That's, in four games that's against surprising. this team. I'm surprised he's only got one today. I really am. But, again, we talked about it earlier. The Ravens have taken away that deep ball. He's had to throw everything underneath and run the ball more. Five-yard gain. 
Second and 20, handoff to Williamson. Williamson off left tackle, cuts it inside the 25, down to the 20, struggles forward to the 17-yard line. Just like I was talking about, Dave, they're going to take everything else away. If you're going to beat us, you're going to run the ball. So, And obviously, uh, Coach Caleb yeah. and the offensive like, looked at that and taken what they've given them. That was Trevor Tomey, excuse me. Third down, four yards to go. Ball resting at the 19-yard line. Tomey off to the right-hand side now of Tomlin. Two receivers out wide on each side. Ball almost in the center of the field. Tomlin looking things over on third and four. Drops back. Looks to the left. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. He's got a receiver. Complete that sailor touchdown. Great route by him. Little post route. Set the safety up in cover two and just cut right underneath him. And Tomlin delivered another strike for a touchdown. 33 nothing Lions. 4-0-4 remaining in the game. I'll tell you what, I've watched this kid for three years, Tomlin. There is nothing he can't do. I've had the pleasure of watching him for two games. I watched him last year a little bit, but being in the booth, Dave, he, he truly throws a great ball. Dufresne with the extra point up, and it is good. 4.04 remaining. In the ballgame, it's the Lions 34, the Ravens nothing. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Kicking it off is Murray, and Murray kicks it deep. It goes to Charles Keith, and Keith takes it in at his 15 to the 20 and takes it out to the 35-yard line. And that's where Anderson will start first and 10 from their own 35 with 3.56 remaining to go in the game, and the Lions lead it 34 nothing. Yeah, 3.56, as you said, Dave, if you're uh, Coach Brock here, you got to try and get an, a score somehow. you you got to come out of this last series with some momentum to go into next week's ball game. Harley, the freshman quarterback, he has at times looked great, at other times looked like a freshman. Handoff goes to Lipscomb, Lipscomb right behind the left tackle, across the 35, out to the 38-yard line. That's a gain of five. Brings up second and five. Lipscomb today, 11, make it 12 carries for 18 yards. Harley, 26 of 44, 240 yards and three INTs. Dropping back Harley, looks to the right, throws it into the flat, complete to Tennant and or Talent, excuse me, and he's got it across the 45, right at the 45-yard line. And that's a first down after a six-yard completion. Harley running the hurry up. He's going to throw it out to the right flat. That is it, complete and incomplete to Crow. 
had it in his hands and then dropped it. Yeah, he's trying to run before he caught it. You know, looking at this uh, lineup for the Ravens, Dave, they got one senior. I believe it's their center. And so they're very, very young. You know, the future's going to be very bright. These young men stick together, you know. And, you know, I'm guaranteeing they're going to win more than two or three games here in the next two to three years. Yeah, absolutely. You know, second down 10, get to the point here in a second. From the 45, Harley throws it out on the left-hand side, and that is complete, incomplete to talent. And then a flag is going to be thrown. I think that's going to be a targeting call. Let's hope it's not. You never know with these officials today. He may just call a late hit. Dead ball. Well, I'm not sure who that is, Bear. We don't have a number three defensively on the roster for the Lions. I don't know. that. You know, I've seen worse yes. today. As far as targeting is concerned. Well, the sad thing is there's three minutes and six seconds ago, and now he wants to throw a flag for, like yeah. you just said, that was not a hard hit. You know, the one thing, Bear, the Heartland Conference over the past few years has been Franklin and Rose, and that was it for a while. Then Mount got involved in it. Hanover got involved in it last year. Now, if you've got Anderson that is joining the fray. This is really going to be a knockdown drag out fight for a conference title. Yeah, that'll be exciting to have another quality team, you know, coming up here in the next couple of years. And, uh, you know, the Lions are going to have their work cut out for them and uh, they're going to get away with one here today and not play very well. Yeah, that's a bad call. That's That's a bad call. That's one Coach Hop is talking to the ref who called it right now. He's going to send that film off tomorrow morning. Right. I promise you that. I promise you that. I think this film was going to be sent off at halftime. <laughs> it might have been FedExed already there. They might be flying a commissioner in right now to watch the rest of it because it's, it's been pretty bad. So that first that targeting penalty takes it inside Mount Territory to the 40. Harley hand off to Lipscomb. Lipscomb up the middle, takes it to the 39 after a gain of a yard. He got uh, this official on our sideline. The game's out of hand already. He's looking to make calls over here. He's, he was actually chirping at Hopperton right there, and I, he just needs to be professional and do his job. Rick Thompson not too happy on this sideline either. <laughs> Second down, nine yards to go. Harley throws it out in the flat, complete to Lipscomb, to the 35, inside the 35, and he just skips out of bounds at the 33-yard line. That's a gain of eight. Brings up third down and about... Two and a half, maybe three yards. Yeah, if you're Rick Thompson, you're, you're getting on this defense. I know you got subs in there, but uh, you, you want to maintain this shutout. And uh, the starters are probably up on their feet getting a little upset if they let them go down and score. Third down three from the 33. So threes are wild. Dropping back Harley, throws over the middle, and it is incomplete Again, to talent. You've got the side judge making that decision when the umpire's right there. I just don't get it, Dave. I'm apparently going to have to go to class. So it's fourth down, three yards to go, and of course Anderson will go for it. 2.16 to go in the ballgame. Lions lead at 34-0. Harley and a lot of movement on the line by the Lions. And the Lions will be hit with an offside penalty. Looked like Andrew McFarland jumped offside. Yeah, Coach Thompson didn't like that. He's going to bring him out and have a little talk with him. You know, it's tough for a backup. You wait all day to get into a game, and you get into one, so you're a little antsy. You can't blame the young man. That gave him a first down on that penalty. Takes it to the 28-yard line, first and 10 for Anderson at the 28 of Mount. And again, movement again by the Lions on the line, and there'll be another penalty taken. That time, 
It was Colin Coiler. Coiler, a linebacker, freshman out of Deer Park. Rick Thompson and the rest of the coaches. Boy, they're running players <laughs> in and out right now. Adam yes, Heydrich. Adam Heydrich. Oh, he's still got it now. Over there. I don't know what he's looking at up there. Oh, now it's a legal procedure called oh, against wow. Anderson. So excuse me to the Coiler family. <laughs> it was not him. It was against Anderson. So that'll take it back. Does anybody know where the line of scrimmage was? <laughs> I don't think they do. If the, I'm running the clock, I'm running it right now, and I let the officials know I did it. They were going to take it back to the 36. Now they spotted it at the 33. And again, there's movement. False start. I don't think he was they it caught, a false start on yeah, Anderson. The left, the left guard moved again after he jumped. Boy, Steve Rock just may get into the victory formation and say, "Let's just go home." Let's see if they call. Offside? Nope, they're going to call it against the Lions this time. Boy, oh boy. This. Well, let's see if they call another one here. The conference season begins next week. Let's just get into that. 216. Dropping back is Harley, and he throws it over the middle, and it is complete on the play to his receiver, James Tucker, and Tucker takes it inside the 15 to the 12. That's a first down after a gain of 13. Slusher was not happy on that play. I don't know what happened. Franklin and Hanover were expected to win the conference title according to the preseason coaches poll. Mount third, and we get to take on Franklin next week. Dropping back, Lipscomb on the right side to the 10, to the 5. He's going to take it to the pylon. Touchdown. Lipscomb gets the touchdown on the 13-yard pass from Harley. For Harley, his sixth TD pass of the season. And the Lions still lead it, though, 34-6 with a minute 43 to go in the ballgame. Yeah, that's the drive that uh, Coach uh, Rock wanted to see out of Harley in his offense. Even though you went against probably the second or third teamers, most likely the third teamers, you know, you got some momentum and scored, put some points on the board. Even though you're not going to get the outcome you want here today, you want to get that confidence in your young quarterback. 34-6 Lions. And to attempt the extra point is Barnett, or excuse me, Jason Marsh. Marsh, the freshman, puts it up and through. 143 remaining. It's now 34-7. The Lions on top. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. One forty-three remaining to go in this afternoon's ball game. And the Lions are on top of it 34-7. And they will take the kickoff unless Anderson decides to onside kick. That'd be a little gutsy. You know, down 34 to 7. What what are you going to really gain out of this? You know, recovering the ball and maybe scoring one more touchdown. Lions will be in Franklin next week. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 12:30, and the kickoff will be at 1:30. First road game of the season. I don't know. The way he set that ball down, Bear, I'm almost considering he's going to onside kick it. He might. He did not tee it up like the normal kicker would. 
And he approaches it, and it is going to be a deep kickoff. It will be taken in by Speakman at his 9. Cuts it right up the middle to the 15, now to the near side to the 20. Cuts inside, and he's going to be dropped at the 24-yard line. Dean Fondos with the tackle. 6'2", 208-pounder from Highland, Indiana. We'll bar in any timeout, so all we got to do is have a first down or two and uh, can run the clock out and get out of here with a 34-7 victory. But a very sloppy game today. Extremely sloppy. Going to get to see the first, for the first time, Kyle Prophet. Transfer in from Finley. 6'2", 205-pound sophomore out of Goshen High School in Milford. And Prophet is going to be out of the shotgun. Takes the snap. Handoff up the middle. And cutting it right up the middle is Jonathan Finn. Griffin, Griffin Applebaum is the runner. Yeah, you got both sides subbing. Appleman out of Bracken County High School in Brooksville, Kentucky. He's number 29. Boy, the Lions have a lot of new players out on the field. Profit handoff again to Appleman and Appleman takes it across the 30 out to the 32 yard line. That's a gain of 7 on the play. Just got to run one more play Dave and that should be it. Let's just say right now this is not the same Anderson team we have seen over the last few years. I've heard you say that and you've seen them a lot more than I have. I'm thoroughly impressed with them especially on the offensive side with just one senior lineman you know, they're going to move the ball here in the next year or so. They just got to get in the weight room and do some things. Profit's you know. going to keep it around the left-hand side. He's got the first yeah. down out across the 35. And he, the only mistake he made there was he ran out of bounds. We've got a couple of other skirmishes going on in the field. But that's a first down for the Lions at the 36-yard line. Yeah, I mean, this Anderson team, you can see it's coming together, and they are extremely physical. Yes, they are. That's what I was just getting ready to say, though. They've definitely got to get in the weight room a little bit more. Their skilled players got to get a little stronger. Younger kids are trying to run without catching the ball. Once they develop that, they're going to be a tough team to play against. This should be the last play. Handoff goes to Appleman. Appleman cuts it outside the 30 to the 37-yard line. 17 seconds left to go, and that should do it. Lions are going to come away with their second straight win to start the season. They will go 2-0. Anderson now goes to 2-1 in this non-conference encounter, and they will face off against each other again on November the 9th at 1.30 over in Anderson. Your final score here today, it was the Lions 34, the Ravens 7. Bear and I will be back to wrap things up from Schuler Field after this.